0: Are you you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Uh, 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 uh. Brooklyn, stand up. Go!
1: Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of the iRespaTake podcast. I'm Liam Spellman.
2: And I'm Max Adams. Hey,
1: we got it again. Yes, sir. Uh, We got a lot lot to get into this week, Uh, as usual. We love love talking sports with you guys. Um, For starters, recently, the NBA has figured out when they're going to play basketball next year.
2: Yeah. That
1: was pretty... Pretty in big
2: news right there. Yeah, we've been we've been waiting on that one f- ever since the season really ended, right, honestly. Yeah.
1: It was always up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get a little bit into the, the lack of moves at the NFL trade deadline happened. That, that seems like it's a common theme.
2: Yeah, I, it's so unfortunate.
1: Yep, and a little more of the, the Thursday night football game with the 49ers Packers. And our two-minute drill that we always like. Yeah,
2: two-minute drill, and then we got the MLB season as it comes to a close. You saw us do... NFL trade deadline moves that we want to see, NBA trade deadline moves, or NBA offseason moves that we want to see. And now we're going to get into the MLB a little bit, but not as complete because the MLB offseason has been like the NFL trade deadline yep. in a way. Yeah, And, yeah, just got a lot of other fun segments that you guys love at home.
1: Yeah. So uh, without further ado, the, uh, the first part of our show, the NBA restart, or NBA uh, upcoming season. So December 22nd is, is when it's going to happen. hmm for me, I think it's too early. What what are your thoughts?
2: See, there's kind of two sides of it and I've I've been listening to like Brian Windhorst and like oh, yeah, some yeah. of those other guys that kind of are fixtures in the NBA circuit. Yep. Um so I guess the they have TV deals where TNT gets opening night and then ESPN gets Christmas, but ESPN was going to be out of out of the contract or out of like a deal there, or out of money if they didn't go towards um if they didn't trend towards that direction okay. and, and start before Christmas, so it looks like we're going to have Christmas basketball.
1: Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think that's that was the driving force too. Yeah, because that's one of the best. Like you just watch, you know, spend time with your family and
2: you watch basketball. Yeah, football has Thanksgiving. Yep. Christmas has NBA. Yep. But yeah, I guess it, a lot of it had to do with more of the financial terms than like 100%. the player the uh, the player agreement. I guess because mm-hmm. there was a group of star players, which I assume. Were made up of Kyrie and or Chris Paul, yeah. and I'll
1: assume Chris Paul. He's usually in, always in those player yeah. decisions.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would be kind of leading the charge as as far as uh, like an alternate starting point, yeah. like the one to disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I think because uh, Kyrie's the president. Of
1: no, I think Chris Paul's the president. Chris Paul of, of the player like they the have, players association. Yeah, know, there's so many.
2: Kyrie just got a role this year that was uh, that had something to do with the players association. Okay, yeah, but. If anybody's going to disagree with a uh, starting time that everybody else agrees on, it's going to be led by Kyrie and like a bunch of other different like randoms. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of it uh, was financial. And uh, a lot of it, too, was um, not even the TV contracts. It was how much money that the players were going to lose out on mm. due to the shortened season.
1: Right. Because usually it starts in October, like late October. Um, but, I mean, it's only yeah. really like a two-month layoff for the players. Yeah. You might not see LeBron for the first month and a half. <laughs> yeah.
2: there th- That's what they're worried about because they're going to have to load manage and yeah. then they're going to lose game checks because they're not playing.
1: I know. You thought load management was, like, bad like previously? It's going to – like, Kawhi might play 72-game 70, season. Kawhi might play 20.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some some very small portion. Yeah. No way to play
1: back-to-back games.
2: Sure. Yeah. I just – I. It's it's sketchy, but I like it because Christmas basketball and like that's, that was what I was talking about when yeah. we first talked about mm-hmm. this sort of topic. I think it was like, what, like two episodes ago. Yeah. Um. I was talking about how I was going to miss Christmas basketball, but I understand. Yeah. Where they're coming from, but th- this kind of gives us the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. I would say somewhere a, in the middle.
1: As a fan, I'm I'm so excited. We really? literally have going to have NBA basketball next, like in a month, in a couple weeks, and then we're going to have. But have, if I'm a player. Oh, I'm 100. like, come on! Yeah. If I'm the Warriors, because they're all healthy, or that maybe the or the Nets, yeah. they're all like the healthy teams. I'm like, let's yeah. go! But if I'm if I'm a guy that made or team that made a deep run in the playoffs, like yeah. the that's Lakers, terrible
2: news. the Nuggets, the Heat, yep. the Celtics, all are gonna load yep. manage the hell out of their yeah. their stars.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like the idea of a 72 game season. That's like because back to cl- close to normal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I didn't hate that at all. Um, yeah, because it, it kind of gives us the same same timeline, and we're just kind of missing October through November, right. which is kind of irrelevant just, anyways yeah. because nobody is like really paying attention to those games unless exactly. it's like opening night. Exactly. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. Open. Yeah. Opening night until like late November, like like the or no late or uh, early December, I should say. Mm. Like the whole month of November is
2: like oh yeah, man. like November is kind of like we're still we're still in football mode. we yeah. yeah we're. December is kind of when it starts to get more of a toss-up. Obviously, football is more favored in that in yeah. that right, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely something to watch. And then you gotta see what they do with the fans, what uh-huh. they do with um, like if they resort to a bubble again yeah. at some point. Still a yeah. lot of questions. To answer. Yeah, a lot of question marks definitely. up in the air.
1: Um, and then going to the to NFL. in the NFL. I don't know what it is, but there's literally like one or two moves per year at that deadline.
2: And there were so many, there were so many moves that were like talked about. Yeah, yeah. that they were circulating through the media. That seemed like they were more likely than not going to mm-hmm. get made. Yeah, John Ross didn't get moved. Uh, Will Fuller didn't get moved. There was no QBs dealt yeah. to teams that need QBs. Yeah. Like I think bo-
1: both of us thought maybe at least at least one quarterback was going to make a change. Yeah,
2: I thought at the very least it was going to be Dwayne Haskins yeah. because they they seemed to like be on the way out with right. him. Obviously, Fitz you want there just in case two implodes. Yeah. I think um, the
1: Cowboys they they're gonna they might start like a fifth string quarterback this year.
2: Yeah, uh, who are the who are the two this week? Cooper Rush and yep. Garrett Gilbert. Sounds about right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember Cooper Rush from the the Oklahoma State uh, the. Mm-hmm the lateral game that they won okay. at the buzzer. That he was the quarterback on that team. He had two kind of like miracle plays that he was that he started okay. and that's all I remember from him. And then Garrett Gilbert was a Texas product. He was the one that came in after Colt McCoy. Oh wow. Way, uh, back, way back then. Yeah. So he's been around for a while, but they're okay. both awful with NFL Yeah, keepers. Literally the fourth and fifth short quarterbacks. Awful. They they've done cool things to end college and yeah. that's Nothing mm-hmm. in that.
1: I would have liked to see Fitzpatrick go to the Cowboys.
2: If Fitzpatrick going to the Cowboys would make them a like a playoff contender. Yeah. Not like they're not going to win would, in the playoffs, but they yeah. they they're supposed they to the, make
1: it, and they probably yeah they would have won the division. Yes, say. yeah, but yeah, they're not winning anything with with either Danucci, your boy Gucci Danucci. or or fourth or fifth string quarterback.
2: That's yeah. not happening. garbage.
1: Uh, and then sticking with the NFL still. Thursday night game, Packers are both our teams. Packers Forty Nine ers. Meanwhile, that wasn't really your team because no one was even playing last night for the Forty Nine ers.
2: Yeah, we had a Kevin White sighting, which was unreal. Could've by done, the way, yeah. I didn't know when we made that move. I didn't yeah. know that he was still a person. They found out a lot of things. That guy, Rick Cor- Corcroft? Yeah. Horrible. Get What's out it? of the league.
1: Yeah, he couldn't catch a ball. Awful. Anything. Horrible. What's his name? Uh, Richie James?
2: Richie James? Yeah, nice our, our return specialist. <laughs> yeah, nice game. Dropped like two passes in yeah. the numbers, but he had a lot of yards. He yeah. was decent. I mean, I mean, that's all we can hope for. Yeah. Nick Mullins looked like the most incapable quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah. That that one interception. He um, just threw
1: it because uh, Preston Smith was coming out him. he just threw it yeah. up.
2: And yeah, how about the Green Bay defense not being soft this week, huh? Yeah.
1: Thank God. Because if they, if they let Nick Mullins and that offense score more than 20 points, I don't think I could be a fan anymore.
2: <laughs> there, was, there were some people that actually took the Niners in this game just based off Kyle Shanahan. And I was yeah. like, there's only so much he can do yeah. when you're getting your whole yeah. practice squad as your starting offense.
1: Plus, plus the Packers are going to score, too. Like,. They might not stop anyone, but they're still going to score.
2: Yeah, I, I at the very least, I wish that Trent Williams was there because that yeah. would have lessened the blow a little bit. Yeah. Because that whole left side of the defense was just <laughs> bullying whoever we had yeah. in. He was horrible. Oh, that, was, that it was it was it was a rough outing for game. the Forty
1: Nineers. But but you expected
2: that. Yeah, we we all knew that this game was going to be. The, more leaning towards the Packers, as, especially once we got to like Tuesday yeah. when the, the COVID breakouts, exactly. um, we got the, we definitely got the worst end of that. Cause oh, you guys, man. you guys lost Jamal Williams, uh, AJ Dillon, yeah. but they aren't starters. We lost right. our entire starting receiving core and um, and Trent Williams. Andrew Williams yeah. Yeah. So it was just unfortunate on top of the injuries that we just suffered. So yeah, yeah. it was, it was a, a CFL team out there.
1: Yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't want to talk about it Yeah, uh, I'm over it I'm over it I don't blame you I made my piece with it yeah. I'm good
1: alright alright let's uh. so let's your piece but let's do our one of our favorite segments now our, our two minute drill yep. our fellow two minute drill I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do yeah
2: <laughs> week I'll turn that up eight let's go ready break we, we start in Carolina, where we saw more twists than an M. Night Shyamalan movie. An XFL player being used, a safety taking a design handoff, a Matty Ice rushing touchdown, and most unexpected of, unexpected of all, the Falcons kept the lead. <laughs> Atlanta 25, Carolina 17.
1: In Detroit, it was the battle of Taylor and Swift, but both Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift were a blank space in this game. Instead, Philip Rivers had a great game, and he told, actually, his nine kids after the game that to expect more brothers and sisters. Because I'm feeling 22. Indy 41, Detroit 21.
2: In Cleveland, where the winter breeze turned into San Andreas in the blink of an eye, and then there was a football game, apparently, Hunter Renfro did something besides do your taxes as he scored the game's only touchdown, while the Browns' offense posted less points than members in Baker Mayfield's book club. In other words, the Browns got flush. <laughs> Cleveland 6, the Raiders 16.
1: <laughs> in Green Bay, the Packers got by David Cook, who looked simply unstoppable Sunday. He was running through the Packers' D like Miley Cyrus was in her music video, Wrecking Ball. However, Aaron Rodgers had a little magic at the end, but it wasn't enough. Minnesota 28, Green Bay 22.
2: In Beemore, where apparently Hollywood Brown wants John Harbaugh to use his soldiers because they won't turn his swag on. As Big Ben's funny bum proved it is nothing to laugh at. The Steelers remain the last unbeaten team. Baltimore 24, Steelers 28.
1: In Miami, Andrew Van Ginkle showed the NFL that he might have the best name on a 78-yard fumble return that he took to the house, while Jared Goff must have been eating some apple turnovers the night before, because he couldn't hold out to the ball for anything. Miami 28, LA 17.
2: In Seattle, where we saw the 49ers go down as often as Jamal Murray's girlfriend, as DJ Khaled Dallas saw the field and the end zone <laughs> for the first time this season, as him and the Seahawks were just suffering from its success. Seattle 37, San Francisco 27. <laughs>
1: In Cincinnati, the Titans needed a little Herman Boone motivation in order to win this game. Meanwhile, the Bengals look to have found the diamond in the rough with Joe Tiger King Burrow, he looks to have the making of a franchise quarterback. Cincinnati 31, Tennessee
2: 20. In Chi Town, where Javon Williams went ludicrous, he came, he saw, he hit CJ Gardner Johnson right dead in the jaw. But the Saints march into overtime as Will I Am Lutz called the game. Chicago 23, Houdat Nation 26.
1: In Kansas City, we saw an assault given to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mahomes literally carried Tyreek Hill and the rest of the Chiefs' offense to victory. The Jets didn't stand a chance. In fact, they looked so bad that I'm taking Warford High School football team over, uh, in a better game with them. Kansas City 35, the 0-8 Jets
2: 9. In Philly, where Ben DiNucci was not even remotely Gucci in typical NFC East fashion, as Carson Wentz continues to be just good enough, mu- much to the expense of Max Kellerman. Philly 23, Dallas 9.
1: In Buffalo, it seemed like Cam Newton was thrown to high school JV football players like Jacoby Myers and Isaiah Suber. No disrespect though, like, feel feel bad for them, but you can't be winning games with those guys as your receivers. The Patriots almost pulled it off though at the end with a late, but a late Cam Newton football bubble Put that hopes to bed. Buffalo 24, New England 21.
2: In MetLife, where the G-Men look to be on track to pull off one of the biggest underdog wins since Average Joe's Gym. But surprise, surprise, Tom Brady gets bailed out again by the Foot Locker employees, posing as officials. You heard me, Foot Locker employees. There's no real reason that official would have picked up that flag. The G-Men 23, Tampa Bay 25.
1: In Denver, the Chargers channeled their inner Atlanta Falcons that blew yet another lead. You would think a 24-3 lead is good enough, right? No, not when you have Drew Locke in his A plus rapping game behind center, as you connected with KJ Helmer for the game winner. Denver 31,
0: Atlanta 30.
2: My bad for selling the bag on that first side of that. My hands panicked. I couldn't find my, my notes, and uh, yeah, uh, we're not gonna talk about it. We're just gonna move on. All good.
1: <laughs> Another good segment right there. Yes, sir.
2: All uh, right, uh, what we got next? Takeaways? Yeah, we got to get into some takeaways. Um, so it was a hell of a week for one win teams. Uh, true, we had true. we had the Vikings, we had the Bengals, and we had the Falcons all coming out and like getting pretty big upsets, yeah. honestly, because the Packers uh, throttled the Vikings week one. Yep. So we like I know you and I both were like they're gonna they're gonna do the same yeah. thing. We had all the the fantasy guys in yep. our lineups this week from Green Bay, and they choked. Yeah. They were soft.
1: Couldn't stop Dalvin Cook for anything. Nah, that was one of the best games for a running back
2: i've ever seen oh my god he dominated it looked like derrick henry high school highlights yeah it was horrendous have you seen some of derrick henry stats in high school <laughs> yes it was stupid oh my god. stupid.
1: if you if you haven't seen that look up derrick henry in high school it's probably the craziest thing you'll ever see
2: definitely but um, yeah no
1: pa- pa- they were terrible yeah there's no no denying that i can't even defend them
2: yeah they were they were softer than uh baby back uh the baby's back end i can't <laughs> I would I would say that they were they were soft. I like baby food. Honestly, yeah, baby yeah. food. I'll go baby food. Right. Yeah. yeah that food. they were horrific. They couldn't. They every time that Dalvin Cook came at them full speed, they were like, all right, you can go ahead, Matador.
1: Can't ta- That's what they can't tackle. So that's why I wanted them to make a move. I wasn't even like Wolf. I wanted them to get Wolf full at, the dra- at the deadline. Mm-hmm. But I wanted them to get somebody on defense that can tackle. They lost Blake Martinez from last year, who was first or second best tackler. Last couple of years.
2: Was he traded or did he you sign with the Giants? With the Giants. He they went look, there willingly? They let
1: him go. They let Damn. him go. Yeah. Well, they signed, they signed him pretty good money, but yeah. still.
2: But still, that's a questionable life yeah. decision. Yeah, thanks.
1: <laughs> no, but, not, I mean, but the Bengals, though, I mean, the Titans have lost two straight. Like, what, what's the deal with them?
2: I don't know. I had the Titans as potential, like, coming out of the AFC yeah. a couple of weeks ago following the Bills game because right. I thought they, they looked amazing and they looked. Uh, I don't understand what's going on with their defense. Yeah. De- they had. What did they bring in Jadavian Clowney in for? Uh, yeah. I don't understand. Is he in a sack this year? I don't know. I haven't heard his name one time. Yep. And their their front seven has been terrible, and their secondary has been ant with the exception of like Malcolm Butler, yeah. who always does what like don't, he's supposed don't to do. Enough, yeah. yeah. So like I I don't understand why they're so bad, and they have all the same guys. I was just talking about this last week. They have all the same guys. Yeah. So I just don't. And Mike v- Vrabel is a
1: defensive guy. Like,
2: mm? come on. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, Mike Vrabel did did play both sides of the ball. Yeah, he did play ball. both good sides bad. of the ball. I think he tried to do another genius coaching move this week. Didn't he take he purposely take a safety? Is that something that I heard? Oh, I don't know. I I heard I heard that he purposely took a safety. I I, I no, remember no two weeks ago he pushed out and um and did the purpose twelve man flag oh, okay. to save time. I don't know if he did the same. That sounds crazy. I didn't crazy see that.
1: Like, I, I can't imagine. Jack, Come on, you're gonna give your team a. What does that do to help?
2: I think that he knew that it was like I think it was third down, and he just had that because they they wanted the because he knew that he was going to give Joe Burrow the ball in the middle of the field, so he was just like field position game, and like two points. Wow. I guess Addison. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Okay. But, oh, that, Interesting. Yikes! I, Mike Vrabel might be smarter than all of us. Yeah,
1: uh, I mean, does have an NFL coaching job, so yeah, might as well.
2: Um, um
1: I got, I got one question for you though. Are the Steelers the best team in the league? Only I, undefeated team. Do you think they? I think I still have trouble saying they're the best, even though they're the only undefeated team. I still have taken the Chiefs. I'd say, but I. But I you can't deny them.
2: No, they're they're definitely top two. I just have a really hard time putting them over the Chiefs. Yeah. Just because they haven't they haven't really missed a beat, with yep. the exception of the Raiders, the Raiders game, game, which was kind of a fluky game. Right. Like the Raiders, I it's think the Raiders yeah. the Ra- uh, the Raiders beat them rather than Casey lost that game. Because the Raiders yep. played really well, and KC put up thirty points. Yeah. So I mean, I, what else yeah. do you want? Yeah.
1: No, I yeah I think Chiefs are the best team in the league. But yeah, you, I mean you ha, you pretty much have to say the number two, the the Steelers. Yeah. Their defense is great. If Big Ben starts playing a little better, and they keep winning more games, they yeah you could definitely say they're the best team in the league.
2: See, it's such a it must be such a luxury to have your your biggest like flaw be an established quarterback,
1: yeah. a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah.
2: Like uh, James, I mean James Connor could be that too, but yeah. James no, like, he's playing really yeah, he's playing well, well. So well, I, yeah. I, it's just more of a question mark yeah. type of thing because we had the last year instant right. But, um, no, but he's playing
1: well. The receivers are playing well. The
2: receivers, are, the receiving staff is gross.
1: Probably probably the best. They have three of the best in the game, like in terms of receiver death. I've
2: said. Yeah, receiver death. say the Buccaneers, my bad. Yeah, but it would, go, it would probably go Chiefs, Bucks, Seahawks
1: with Lockett and Metcalf.
2: But then it's just those two guys. They, I mean, they're two. They're they're two really good guys. Yeah. But uh, Pittsburgh has four guys. Yeah. So I, I, would say I would say they're probably third, right below the Bucks.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have a hard time putting them over. Yeah,
1: total. That so, right so I. I was just something. I because mean, they're undefeated, so you got to give them credit.
2: Right. Um, I got to get to my weekly Cam defense though. Because okay, yeah. again, that poor guy. I he gets under so much fire, and it's none of it's his fault. He's
1: doing like there was no one. I've never seen any any less like relevant receivers in my entire life.
2: He has again. He has no skills positions to work with. His running back by committee thing. I mean, Damian Harris had a good week last week, but and he, they. Yeah, he, he but Cam, has been playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damian Harris had a couple of good games, but Cam has been putting them into positions to win. Like he put him in a position to win that game against the Bills, and yeah, against the Bills, and he did the same thing against yeah. So he's had right. he's had glimpses of like a great quarterback, but the last play, I can't stress this enough. They were on their twenty, or the opponent's twenty.
1: Some yeah, it seems about. It was
2: that. a chip shot field goal, and he fumbled on like the eleven. Yeah. But if you're if you have no intention of trying to score the ball there, and you're just getting insurance yards, yeah. hand the ball off to the running backs that are supposed to run supposed
1: the ball. To him, yeah. Because a good point, yeah.
2: QBs are more vulnerable to fumble the ball than yeah. people that are paid to run the ball all the time. I think, yeah. Um. So there's that. And if you're not gonna take that route, take shots at the end zone and try to win the game, so Bill, like, and how, stop being passive. How much time? How? There you, was. Uh, was it under a minute? Or was it, it was way under a minute? Yeah. It was like pff, thirty thirty five seconds. It really? Something like that. It was low. It was low. So
1: they were gonna they were gonna run and then call a timeout. And kick it, or I think I they were. They I, I
2: think the plan was to run and then probably run again, and then call the timeout and kick the field goal because they showed clearly with that running play they had no intention of taking shot at the end zone, yeah. which doesn't make an ounce of sense if you're already in chip right, shot range. If
1: it was like if it was in the ten yard line, maybe I get that because because can't can give you ten yards, but yeah. He's not going to give you a 20, 25 yard run.
2: Yeah, touchdown. and there was no reason to to put him in the position, yeah. especially if he gets hurt in that situation where he doesn't really need to be carrying the ball there. When you could just, if you're looking get looking to get insurance yards,
1: give it to Damien Harris who had a hundred plus yards. Yeah, he had a
2: hundred and five yard game. Like I don't I don't understand the logic there. Like yeah. I understand that Cam is your best player on your team and you want to put the ball in his hands. But if you want to put the ball in his hands, have him throw the ball. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't need to run there. Right. So that, yeah, that's my weekly, my weekly cam defense.
1: Yeah. No, yeah I, I feel for that guy because they look great in the first two weeks. Yeah. He looks great. And then they, uh, wow, they've gone downhill. Yeah, they've two, and five, right? two and five,
2: right? Two and five. Yep. And yeah. they've just gotten passive, passive, and more passive. Yeah, And it's just annoying because they, like, cam is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Obviously the San Francisco game is the exception because he wasn't. Right. He was, he was bad in the San Francisco yeah, game. I'll bad. give you guys that. That was, but, rough. you can't really defend him. Better. Yeah. Nah, nah, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. But, but again, I can you, you gr- gotta
1: give him some. They, why didn't they make a deal at, at the deadline? Give him because Edelman's out. He was your only relevant player.
2: Yeah, you had you had probably three teams that should have made a move. Yeah, it, the Cowboys, the Pats, and the Eagles, I yeah. would say, and then maybe the Packers. Yeah, because the Packers could probably live without one, right. but it would have added just that much more if they would have got right. one. But they those three teams are in playoff races and yeah. are in desperate, desperate need of help. Yeah. So yeah. Um, want to go our pickups Yep, yeah, let's get into it.
1: All right, so uh, we so we had a Thursday night game the other day, so we we can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Packers though, uh, but but Seahawks Bills, great matchup right there. I'm hoping Josh Allen can get back on track because I, I like seeing him as a player, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna take the Seahawks here.
2: See, I took I took Buffalo. Did I you would, really? I did. I wow. would call this game a must-win for the Bills because if they don't win in this game, then there's not really a lot of hope from them because they don't they kind of have like an easy slate. They have a bunch of they have another matchup with the Dolphins, another matchup with the um, Pats. Um, and they got relatively an easy schedule moving forward. So if they when they make the playoffs cuz they're probably more likely are not going to win the division. Yeah. They ha- they have to prove to us that they can beat good teams. Right. And they got throttled by the Titans, they got throttled by the Chiefs, and this is their one chance with Seattle's very sus defense yeah. to really take advantage of a good team.
1: Right. Seattle, yeah. Seattle's defense has what what happened to them? The Legion of Boom.
2: Yeah, they. Oof. Yeah, it's it's rough over there for their for their defense right yeah. now. They're another team that can't stop the run. Yeah,
1: they just got. Yeah, um, them and the Packers they just try to outscore each other.
2: Exactly, exactly. But at, at some point you have to get uh, a signature win for them. Uh, also, the Seahawks are uh, favored minus three, and the over under is fifty five. So, I, I like oh, yeah. the Bills here with the points, and I think that this game was going to be points, points, and more points, yeah. just no, because both like defenses are terrible.
1: I like that over, yeah. yeah. Especially because I, I I think Josh Allen, I think he's going to get back on track. Back-to-back yeah. two kind of subpar weeks. Yeah. But, uh, so actually, I mean, Stephon Diggs, give him Stephon Diggs. Mm. He's been an animal for him. Just keep going to him. Exactly. Uh, another game we got, another interesting game here, uh, the Dolphins-Cardinals. Tua really didn't have to do much last week because that, that was a Weird game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, that they had was a fumble return, game. kick return. They had the the Rams had like four hundred plus. They had more yards than them. More oh anything. yeah, I think
2: they only had one hundred ninety five yards yeah. total offense. Yeah, and uh, uh, they had a fumble within their own ten, which yeah. gave them gave them an opportunity to get to his first, first touchdown. touchdown. I saw that. Yeah. And so, but I don't think to a, eclipse one hundred yards. I don't think he did. Yeah. But yeah, that offense didn't look that great. Yeah. But. I took the Cardinals uh, their favored minus four and a half uh, over under 48 and a half. Uh, I would take the Cardinals money line here yeah. just because I I don't I think they'll be to buy
1: more at least a touchdown yeah so.
2: just they the Miami's defense is proven to be they're getting there they're yeah. getting there and um, what about but, the over
1: I, I, I don't I like that I
2: don't like it either yeah. but just because uh, there's no shot that the defense and the special teams contributes as much as they did last right. week and yeah, to his offense so. does not look good no. I, I wasn't huge. I wasn't big on that offense yeah. at all.
1: Unless it's like a, you said 48? Uh,
2: yeah, 48, 48 the, and a half.
1: But I mean, I could see the Cardinals putting up 30 plus points.
2: No, yeah. I could definitely see the Cardinals because Cardinals, their firepower on offense is yeah. incredible. But it, it, you have to get both sides right. of, the, uh, of production there on the yeah. offensive end. Uh, and I just don't think, I don't think Tua yeah. has that. Nah, I can't see that either.
1: Uh, <clears throat> another good uh, matchup here, the Bears-Titans. Who you got? Who you got?
2: I got uh, Titans, uh, but I'll take the money line here, and I'll also take the under. Um, both these teams have been incredibly flat two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, but before those two weeks, the Titan looks like I said the Titans looked like a legit threat. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what Titans team feels like showing up.
1: Yeah. No, I got the Titans here. I think it's gonna be a Derrick Kennedy type game. Just let him run. Uh, what's the uh, what's
2: the over under is forty seven. Right. Like I, the Bears' off- offense they- has been horrendous. And they might even
1: go back to I don't, I don't, see, I don't know what the hell, like Nick Foles because they were talking about it last game like oh like Mitch Trubisky's like oh give me another chance blah 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 I, I don't see that.
2: Yeah, I don't. Either way, you're going to have a bad quarterback at the helm. So like if they had a
1: better quarterback, they could be dangerous. The Bears. I
2: feel so bad for Allen Robinson. He stormed off and went into the locker room during that. the game like yeah. just because he's,
1: when he's healthy, he's a very good receiver.
2: Yeah. I saw um, I saw also a highlight of Darnell Mooney. Their their slot receiver yes. he was cooking routes, and the balls were like ten yards. I behind saw him.
1: that same thing. He could have had, every play of that it was like four different plays that could have been four different touchdowns for him. in, yeah. in this year, and he was he was destroying these guys with his route running.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a product of the O line or it just shows how bad the quarterback play is, but either yeah. way, that is disappointing beyond belief. I did see that. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I forgot about that. Uh,
1: another good record record wise games the the Ravens and Colts. This is an interesting game because the Colts have the best defense in the league. Ravens have been not good for, for a team that is as good as they should be. Right. What do you got?
2: Um. So the Ravens are favored minus one and a half. I would take that all day. I think that if they're going to win, it's probably going to be more than – like th- or at least three. Yeah. So that's an easy take. The over-under is 49, and I'm kind of tentative towards that because the Colts – you like don't know that. what the Colts' offense is going to bring week yeah. to week. And um, if Lamar isn't being the dual-threat QB that we knew as the MVP – they're not really scoring a lot either, so I don't I don't love that. But um, the well, fact
1: who, that who do you got winning? Yeah,
2: I got I got the Ravens. I yeah. got the Ravens, and I got them with the points. Um, the fact that these teams are even comparable though is beyond me.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Colts, their defense has been the number one defense in the league, and that's kind of what's been hanging. Phil Rivers has been another guy that's been just been good enough to yeah. win games.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see it, like how they. I think at one point, if they start losing, like if they lose two or three straight. I think you have to go to Jacoby Brissett to get you through to the playoffs. Nah, I, I don't see them doing that. Just I don't, c-
1: just because Phil Rivers is the type of guy he is. He's I'd rather have Rivers than Jacoby Brissett. See I I mean he's a proven court not per se in the playoffs. Yeah. But I, I still I'd still get my chance for for a, a perennial Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's a
2: True hope. It's he's up in the air He's definitely Lost his way Yeah um, But I I just think that If you get on Like a cold streak And you need a game I would rather have Jacoby Percept I
1: wouldn't Like I, I could see that But I don't I don't think that's happening I,
2: I I don't know I I don't think Honestly Yeah probably Probably not But I think they should Okay Just at the very least Just because Philip Rivers gave them A reputation in, in San Diego Of being like the Falcons
1: Yeah Alright let's hit these Last two Sunday night And Monday night Sunday night Saints Bucks. Mm. That's gonna be a good game. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Buccaneers in that one.
2: See, mm, I took the Saints if Michael Thomas is playing, which it looks like he he's dead. supposed to. I think he is. so. Um, I took the the Saints. I took the points and I took the under. Okay. Or, yeah, the under.
1: Got it. And then uh, the Monday night game. This is this is terrible. The Patriots and Jets.
2: Yeah, I took the Pats with the points, but this game screams under. But yeah, I don't care about this game. This game yeah. sucks.
1: All right. And then we got for the the against the spreads part quickly here. Um, this is a cool little thing we had, just kind of taken against the, the spread. So what do you got with yours?
2: I got the Bills, uh, the Bills plus three. Uh, Seattle is only two weeks removed from a Cardinals loss. And I would argue that the Bills are a far better team. And they're 10 and four, 10 and four against the spread with both teams that have equal amount of rest. Yeah. In so, the past two years. Yep. I'm
1: gonna take the Saints in mind, but let's go. What do you, you want to do here? You want to go into our, little kind of parlay thing that we talked about real quick
2: yeah um so i think the the parlay to take this weekend is the the ravens the cardinals and the under on monday night football i think all those are pretty good bets and that will probably win you a good amount of money if you do.
1: yeah i would definitely say that monday night game we didn't talk about because it's it's not a good game Mm -hmm. the fact that the jets are in primetime is crazy but i like that a lot so so we'll see how that goes
2: all right, we've got through the betting and pick'em portion, and now as we end the first half of every show, we are going to get into our sports politics. Yes, sir, uh, uh, we got a couple of good topics for you guys this week. Both are very uh, baseball-oriented, I would mm-hmm. say. Yep. Um, mine is uh, about A.J. Hinch. Uh, for <laughs> those of you, for those of you that follow baseball, or even some of those of you that don't, I'm sure by now know about the ins and outs of the 2017 through 19 Astro scandal. To sum it up for people that don't, the Astros stole signs using unknown technology they put into their own stadium to win a World Series and appear in another one in 2019. At the helm was manager A.J. Hinch, Hinch who rightfully so lost his gig with the Astros last season or going into the season, following the investigation and whatnot. But he uh, he took down the Red Sox manager Alex Cora for a year, who actually got rehired today. Sir, sure, go Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, who was uh and then who was supposed to be the mets manager going into last year carlos Beltran, Beltran, who served as a cora was the bench coach under hinch in 2017 and Beltran was a player so keywords under hinch cora was um rehired as i said agreed to part ways last spring but he wasn't really in the uh wasn't really the one running the show in houston mm-hmm. he was the bench coach and how much does a bench coach have to do with a scandal like right. that right yeah um so there's there's that, and then Beltron was a player, and he doesn't like he wasn't obviously the decision maker there either. All of it kind of ties back to AJ Hinch.
1: Right, he's the, he's a the leader of that team, so he takes the blame.
2: Yes, exactly. And Hinch was hired by the Tigers this past week, as I said. Um, and this should be troubling to MLB MLB fans for a few reasons. One being, AJ Hinch was essentially given less punishment than Beltron, who was a player, because Beltron is still jobless, and. Um, he, he orchestrated, he he pretty much orchestrated this entire scandal. I don't know if this was his idea, but he let it happen. It was yeah. under his watch. And if anyone should be taking the majority of this blow, it should be Hinch. Secondly, none of these absences were given, um, like, the Hinch uh, parting ways and the Cora parting ways and the Beltran parting ways. All weren't implemented by the MOB. They were all in-house, teams. Uh, yes. Yeah. All in-house, all teams that took it upon themselves, which is just a te- uh, testament to how... Clueless and brain dead. Rob Manfred is. He's proven for a multitude of reasons that he is the worst commissioner in the history of sports. And you can't commit to me otherwise. Show me a worse commissioner. I bet you you can't.
1: I, I, I don't I don't get it. How even there's there was no players suspended. Like, no. How how I don't. We've I mean we've talked about the Astros pretty much in every episode. cuz yeah. We both hate them. Mm-hmm. How are you the commissioner of baseball and they literally they cheated and you suspended them for one year and then you didn't suspend a single player. I I, I can't even fathom that.
2: Neither can I, which kind of brings me to my last point too. So, so many times in baseball when we see suspensions and we see punishments, we go back and tie it all back to Pete Rose and that whole whole sort of ban. So what is the MLB standards for who receives a lifelong ban if it's not this? Pete Rose cheated the game but never, uh, never as a player And never resulting in phonier results at the end of seasons It re- resulted in phony results as, uh, for individual regular season games But Hinch took this kind of the extra mile And uh, he won two LCSs, a World Series, in this three-year stretch So I don't know where you, where you cut, the, cut the line off or the standard off When you ban people for love mm-hmm. Because he cheated the entire league out of a World Series and uh, a championship series. Yeah. So I just, I, I don't understand that. But good luck to the Tigers organization trying to rally around a guy that you flat out can't respect when it comes to the game of baseball. Because they sure as hell are going to need it. Yeah.
1: I'm not a fan. But well, I am happy that Alex scores is back with the Red Sox. Just going to say that.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Red Sox. We needed that because we were terrible last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my topic, sticking with baseball, I'm sticking with uh, Rob Manfred being just an awful commissioner. But Justin Turner did not, so you, you may know that Justin Turner got COVID and well, he was tested positive and taken out in the middle of the World Series game, game six. And he celebrated with his team after winning the World Series. So there was speculation that he could get fined, blah, blah, blah. He ultimately was not fined and I'm okay with that because I think we, we talked about this before, but, but it was Rob Manfred and MLB's fault for, taking, for not seeing that it was before the game and you're gonna take him out in the middle of the game. Meanwhile, he's already been with this Exposed whole team. Exposed everyone. Like if he's gonna give COVID to someone else, it's. I mean, it I mean, already happened. You hate to say it, but it already happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, I mean, let the man celebrate. Let him have his thing. And I, so I was okay with him not being fined. If you're gonna find anyone, freaking find Rob Manfred.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I just have a hard time getting on board with an open investigation on something that you did yeah. yourself. That the MLB in-house sort of staff. Yeah. mess that whole situation. Up. How, I, don't, get I that.
1: don't understand how they all get tested before every day. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and he's the one guy that you couldn't figure out before the game. It's game six. You know, you knew when, when the game was going to be. You knew when he was tested. Why? Why is that? Why yeah. is it in the middle of the game?
2: As many COVID scares as the MLB had this year, I just have a hard time fathoming that this is the one in yeah. game six of the World Series, the game clinching game, the last game in the season. That you have to pull a guy out in the middle of a game
1: and a port, like, important guy too. Stop, something's fishy about yeah, that. Yeah,
2: that whole situation is very sketchy, and that that makes me question what the the protocol was in those bubbles because yeah. that that is the most horrendous, unorganized, garbage, like can, situation yeah. that you can imagine.
1: Yeah. Who who can fire Rob Manfred?
2: How how does that work? I think like it he has just relieved to be of his duties. See, I. I think that it would have to be like his colleagues, like the 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 committee, like the board of trustees yeah, in a way, kind of like thing. Yeah. The the board, the committee, or whatever that runs baseball operations, yeah. And the players' committee voting him out, both collectively or okay. in a majority vote, right? I think that's how it works. I completely pulled that out of thin air, yeah. but I would just think that. that, that I mean, that makes the most, the most sense. sense. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I've never really seen. I mean, David Stern was the only guy commissioner that we've had that, but he just retired. Yeah. Never seen anyone really get fired.
2: Nope, we've seen Goodell forever. Uh, Bud Selig retired yeah. a few years ago, which why we see unfortunately Rob Manfred yeah. now. And then, yeah, we've uh, David Stern obviously passed it down to Adam Silver. Yep, so these were all willingly going, yeah, like nobody a tra- had a problem with, yeah. it, with it. Sort of moves, but yeah, he
1: he's he needs to go, uh,
2: <laughs> as soon as possible, yeah, as soon as possible. Very embarrassing. I didn't team. think anybody could get worse than Goodell. Yeah. But he, he he's blown it out of the water in about a year and a half. Yeah. It, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh
1: So, yeah, that does it for the sports politics. And we're going to go into another fun segment, our fantasy football segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we usually do to start off the fantasy football, we compare our last week's teams.
2: If you didn't beat me, something yeah. surreal happened.
1: Uh, my team was pretty hot last week. I'm going to go. My score was 218.
2: One thirty-seven. Oh
1: God, dang! I I'll give you, I'll give you props though. You went with more unusual guys per se. I went uh, with kind of like the bigger names, but yikes, yeah. one, one th- <laughs> Oh God.
2: Yeah. Well, one thing that hurt me real bad was uh, I didn't know that Dallas Goddard was playing this week. I didn't know. I honestly thought he had a season-ending injury and that he wasn't <laughs> coming back at like until next year. So that. That hurt. Hey, as you
1: told me one time, do your research. Yeah,
2: you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. My fault. My fault. I dropped yeah. the ball on that one. Usually yeah. pretty good about. I don't think they came out with that until Saturday.
1: They, though. The injury reports have been skeptical this year. Yeah. Schefter,
2: again, what is the problem? Like
1: uh, Kittle, he's gonna be out eight weeks. Now we might play in two weeks. Like some of these injury reports. And Ken, Kenny Drake's questionable, maybe. Meanwhile, he was out for like four weeks.
2: Aaron Jones was a last-second scratch yeah. a couple weeks ago. It's weird. That was. That's weird. It, I don't. I don't like. But it. my team,
1: Mahomes is great for me. Devontae was great for me. I had Kamara, I I had the big names, but they delivered.
2: Gotta love to see it. I think the only two guys that were successful for me were Aaron Rodgers and Keenan Allen. The the rest of the squad, I don't think, I think only two others cracked double digits and that was 11 and 10 points. It was horrendous. It's rough. It was really bad. Uh, Oh, and my defense, my defense is pretty good. There you go. 21 points. Uh, Oh, damn. Who was that? Philly.
1: Uh, who they play, John? Dallas. Dallas. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. All right, so you take the you take this week top performers this week. Go
2: All on. right. Uh, my first top performer this week, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Really? Yes. Wow. One of the most talented receiver cores in the game takes on the second worst team, and in games against NFC East games this year, Ben has thrown for a combined over 500 yards and a six touchdown to zero interception ratio, and that was both against uh, the Cowboys when they were healthy. When they had Dak and um, the Eagles. Okay. So those were the two matchups there. So I, I think ben, Big Ben is going to, or the, the Steelers team is going to pick apart the NFC yeah. East just piece by piece. Right.
1: Interesting, Big Ben.
2: Yeah, I got Big Ben as my first one. And then are you going 1-1? Or are no, going... You, you go. On. Do your second one. All right. Uh, another Another name that you might be surprised by, James Robinson.
1: Not even though. He's been like the top five running back this year.
2: Yeah, he's got a backup QB this week. He's got a horrible Houston defense on the other side of the ball, and is coming off a game where that he had a season high in touches, rush yards, and 5.4 yards of carry.
1: Yeah. Enough, oh, he's, Enough said. Yeah. He's been very good. Mm-hmm. And very surprising, too. came out of nowhere. Yeah. Really.
2: For sure. Yeah. Because nobody knew who, who was going to take over once Fournette, once Fournette departed.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing, I think it was like Field Yates or someone said, don't go rushing to draft James Robinson.
2: Yes. Yeah. Come on, Field. I,
1: don't quote me. I don't know if it was Field, but
2: uh, it might be. I I would think I, it sounds it sounds it feel-esque. Sounds yeah, it sounds something <laughs> like them.
1: Uh, for my top performers, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray, who has been one of the if not the best fantasy-wise quarterback per se. I mean, Russell Wilson is probably the best quarterback this year, but mixed in with Kyler's rushing, he's been he's been dynamic. Mm-hmm. So they're going against the Dolphins, who are again not a crazy defensive team, so more, more middle pack. But I expect a big game from him. And then I'm gonna go with Dalvin Cook, who who dismantled the Packers, so might as well keep riding him. they're playing the Lions. Pause. <laughs> oh, I know. That is very much pause. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to uh, let's move on. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook, and I'm just going to forget. I just said that. I was so, that was so sus. Uh, I'm just going to go ready to buy. So my QB, Kyler Murray, I just said him, and then I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes, who I'm not going to Okay. Patrick Mahomes, they're playing Carolina. And he he was great for me last week, so Mm yeah, I'm going to go with him. All
2: right. right. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Let me (laughs) compose myself. Okay, my QBs this week. So I talked about Ben, and here's the second name for you. Cam Damn Newton. Stop. Weekly Jets pick. Stop. No way. Pissed off Cam. He's got no one to throw to. He's got something to prove now, and I believe my guy will answer the damn bell. I believe that if this is the this is the 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 blueprint bounce back game. Oh, I mean, it's the Jets, so yeah. Exactly. And so and Monday night, so. and Monday night all the lights are going to be on him and he loves those situations. Yeah. It's just he's he's had a hard time in the past couple of weeks delivering in games that he didn't really feel a sense of urgency, but it was I think the Jets are going to give him a bounce-back win. He's going to get composed. He's going to get back to the cam that we know, and he's going to he's going to produce. He's going to deliver, and he's going to answer the damn bell.
1: Okay. So. I, I mean, I could see it rushing-wise. I, I can't see it throwing-wise. Just I mean, unless they get someone, because I'm not impressed with the receiving core at all.
2: I mean, against Seattle, who was way were uh, better than the Jets, yeah. I would say. I mean, their defense is sus, but. They had Jamal Adams that game. He threw for I think two two yeah. seventy. Yeah. So no, I mean, I mean yeah, he's enough. he's proven that he can not throw there, not knocking
1: his talent. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks yeah. to play. But yeah. I don't think I can trust him in, in the fantasy lineup.
2: But uh, I I, I like, respect it, and that's your boy. There's yeah. There's a lot of questionable QB matchups yeah. this week. I like this one the most, and there's a difference between Cam Newton and Cam okay. Dam Newton. Okay, that's the guy that answers the best. So that's I got confidence right. in my guy this week.
1: Gotta have the confidence. Uh, my two uh, running backs I talked about Diamond Cook I'm going to talk about The best running back At the game right now Alvin Kamara um, Literally he's Pretty much carrying The Saints on, their, on his back He produces 20 plus fantasy points A game at the minimum He's pretty much A running back And a receiver mm-hmm. He's he, he, At the end of the year He could be He'll be the best running back But he could be Like a top five In terms of catches And yards From mm-hmm. receivers Yeah like total just Yards like, from scrimmage Yeah but no, but even receiving, though, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Receiving wise, like, he's he's getting like 80 plus yards a game.
2: Yeah, well, that's partially because I of mean, Drew Brees' arm sh- falling yeah. off.
1: No, 100%. He's getting <laughs> eight catches a
2: game. Yeah. I don't think they have enough KT tape yeah. in the world to fix Drew Brees' arm right now. He,
1: I love Drew Brees, though, but he, yeah, he might. <laughs> I need to go. I'm here to see with, with Michael Thomas back though how that goes.
2: Yeah, that'll definitely. I don't know if his targets will lessen or will yeah. stay the same or they'll they'll get away from like Jared Cook. I don't know what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I mean, one thing that that they usually do go to is Kamara, So that's why I want with
2: him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second running back. I talked about James Robinson, and then I have uh, I have Delvin Cook as well. Okay. Yep. Um, he looks to be evolving into. This is the second time that we've seen him kind of take on that Derrick Henry 49er offense type role. Yeah and he's taking on a very de- uh, sus Detroit front 7 who I would like to think is a little worse than the Packers. I I I don't know for um, sure, but I, I like to think that because like you have Preston Smith, Darius Smith, a couple of guys up front that that have proven to be decent at least. I can't name you a front se- a decent front 7 guy in Detroit right now. So, yeah, I used to,
1: they used to have what's the name Snacks Harrison
2: Sna- they released him this year and then they had uh, Ziggy Ansah right he's gone
1: Um, nah, I couldn't name you one
2: yeah no so yeah Dalvin Cook in the Packers game and then what was the other game the oh, Seattle game Well, when he's, Seattle game. when
1: he's healthy he's one of the best running backs because they feed him the ball he gets 20 plus carries a game
2: no yeah that's what I'm saying like yeah. he's completely dominated two games and usually you see that type of thing like you saw in the 49er uh, NFC Championship last yep. year yep. it was run 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 yep. run and then um, Derrick Henry—that's their—that's that's like ninety-five their percent of their offense. Yeah. So um, yeah, you've seen the Seattle game, and the Packer game, where Dalvin Cook just ran wild the whole game. Yeah. So I think this is another game that he he will look to stay hot. Yeah. Uh,
1: for my receivers now, my three receivers, I'm gonna go uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, I think we're both high. Like Justin Herbert has been—he's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. He's been and they can't w- win games, which no, is just extremely is, unfortunate. I but. saw I saw a stat that compared uh, Herbert's first. Must be five games with Mahomes first five games, mm-hmm. and just as good stats. But Mahomes was five and zero. Herbert's one and four.
2: Yeah, just incredibly. Like, Chargers, Chiefs. Yeah, who is who is sadder as far as keeping leads? Atlanta or the Chargers?
1: I'm still going with Atlanta, but Chargers are giving them a run for their money.
2: Yeah, I just think because of the Super Bowl, yeah, I, I mean, kind I mean, that's of that's like po- proves above all exactly.
1: But, but the Chargers, no, no, no. they wow, they they could be their record could be flipped. They're, they're two and five. They only have one win. I think they only have one. No, no, no. They're two. Because I think they won one with Tyrod Taylor. I think they're two. I think they're two and five. Don't quote me on that if you want to fact check me real quick. But I believe they're two and five. But they could be five and two. Because Justin Herbert is that good. Yeah. So I'm going with Keenan Allen as my first receiver. I'm going with Terry McLaurin as my receiver two. Who I like a lot. And they're playing the Giants. And Giants are not really good. So... Mm-hmm. Might as well go with Terry McCorvey. He's the number one option over there, uh, and he actually is just he's newly uh, captain now. And Collins went down with the injury, so they named and he was the captain or one of the captains, so they named him captain. Just a cool little fun fact.
2: Yeah, as they as they should, I would think that their their only source of offense yeah. would be the captain. Yeah,
1: him, yeah, definitely. He's him and I would say Antonio Gibson. So Antonio Gibson, he's relevant fantasy wise, but Terry McCorvey must start. Mm-hmm. And then my last receiver, uh, Allen Robinson. Who's again? We talked about one of the most talented receivers in the game, playing again like a subpar Titans defense. Uh, Nick Foles loves Alvin Robinson, feeds him targets to like 10 plus a game. So, big game for Alvin Robinson.
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, the Chargers are two and five, by two the five. Way. Okay. that's to, what I thought they got two. So, yeah, just just quick little fact check right there. I thought it might have been one, but it, I, think they,
1: I think they won week one with Tyrod Taylor. Who did they play week one? Couldn't tell you. Probably, okay, bro, Broncos.
2: Did they play the Broncos twice now? Because they just nah, played. That doesn't, seem, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The two right. and five. Two and go five. Go for it. All, all is well. <laughs> um, all right. So my wide receivers for the week. I also have Terry McCord. Yep. Uh, I like this matchup as I predicted. Since Kyle Allen has been in, uh, been in at the starting role, he's his yes. targets has been through the roof. Yeah. Three of the last four games, he's had 14, 12, and eleven targets. So I, Damn. yeah. So I expect I expect the same, more of the same out of out of Terry McCord. Yep, that's the one. Um, My second receiver, Chase Claypool.
1: Interesting. Well, you're you're high on Big Ben. Might as well go with both.
2: Exactly. And who on the Cowboys roster can match up with him? Stop. Physique wise,
1: the best. Oh, see, no one. Yeah, he's like freak, he's not DK level, but no, yeah, but he's a freak. He, he's a freaking. He's DK. a freak. Yeah,
2: and they're definitely going to look to focus more on Juju and take James Conner away. Yeah. J- Chase Claypool might kind of get lost in translation. A couple long, long balls. Yeah, yeah, sure. and like he, especially on that that roster right now, that yeah. what they they are putting out for defenses every week. Yep. Chase Claypool might have a field day,
1: yeah. and they might have the ball a lot because the Cowboys are. They might go three and Exactly.
2: Um, and then my third receiver is, we talked about him a little bit earlier, Stephon Diggs, uh, sus Seattle secondary. I'm pretty sure Jamal
1: Adams is still out. He, I think he is playing though. Oh,
2: he is playing I think week? I saw him and Michael
1: Thomas were like the two big names that might be, and, and McCaffrey, mm-hmm. kind of the big names that might be playing.
2: Okay, well, either way, I mean, I don't think that Jamal Adams is going to be yeah. manning yeah. up.
1: And Diggs has been one of the best receivers yeah. so far. D-
2: Diggs is, has been one of the, he's the uh, second leading receiver in the league. Uh, he's got a COVID play plagued um oh wait no they're playing Seattle this week I don't know why I put that down I I don't know what's going on with me today I gotta we're gonna bounce back next week but yeah um give me digs all day against Seattle
1: yeah uh, for my two tight ends I'm going with two teammates that were in college TJ Hawkinson and Noah fan TJ Hawkinson no Kenny Galliday um, and TJ Hawkinson, Matt Stafford I'm hoping he plays. He has COVID, but he should be. Maybe he's on track to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he lo- he loves TJ Hawkinson, and especially in the red zone. Uh, they're playing the Vikings, who again are not a great defensive team. And then Noah Fant, who's another guy that Drew like, Lock likes to throw to him, big target guy. And they're playing again a terrible Falcons offense. So give me give me Hawkinson and Fant
2: as my two tight ends. So. Here's my thing. I gotta we gotta stay on Matt Stafford for, for just a second because I have a question. How does huh. this COVID protocol work? Yeah. If Jamal Williams um, was close proximity, Bra- Brandon Ayuk, who had to sit out yesterday's game, I because think... they were they were high risk and they probably they came in contact right. with him. But Matt Stafford, five days removed yeah. from a COVID positive, that I, this I think situation it's well, I think has it's... been catching me out from day one.
1: Because they, they found out A.J. Dillon had COVID, I think, must have been Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. So then Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's three days. Mm-hmm. When did they find out Stafford had it? Was that like two days? Ago? It was, or was that yesterday. I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. So Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I that's don't, a good I point. I don't understand.
2: I don't understand. I, like I said, that, that whole COVID protocol NFL situation has been sketching me out from the jump. Yeah. But whatever. It is what it is. Um... So for my tight ends, I also have no fan. Okay. Uh, nine targets last week. Drew Locke thrives against bad defenses. Atlanta does not have the personnel <laughs> to keep track of Judy, Judy Fant and both running backs. I think if anyone gets lost in that de- defense, is, uh, the defense's focus, it'll be Fant. And yeah, I just he's been good in the red zone. Um, he's, he's his he's yards after it, yeah. yeah his his yards after reception are off the charts. And yeah, I just um, I like that I like that matchup a lot. Yeah. And speaking of matchups that I like this week. Jimmy Graham. Okay. I like Jimmy Graham this week. Oh, um, yeah. That Tennessee linebacking core does not do well in coverage. More than likely we'll have a nickel uh, corner falling around Graham. And if Foles can get the ball to him, that's a mismatch <laughs> all day. Yeah. All day. And you're going to be throwing jump balls in the end zone. He's going to have a touchdown here, a couple jump balls there. I expect Jimmy Graham to have a pretty good day.
1: Got it. Uh, For my kicker and defense For my kicker I'm sticking with our boy Did you you have him this
2: week? I did not I went away from him I went away from (laughs) him I didn't didn't want to have The same kicker Three weeks in a row So
1: so I I was thinking about it And I was like Wait let's do it Because we might have it For three weeks Uh. in a row But our boy Young Ho Koo Yep They're playing the Broncos We like his name But he's been very good He's
2: been really good 13 points last week The number one ranked kicker In Matthew Berry's rankings This week
1: I think he's the number two Overall and he's and he's missed two games, I think. So he's been he's been producing. So I, I like I like our boy right there. And then I'm going to go with probably I, maybe you would have him. Steelers defense against the Cowboys. I do have the Steelers yeah, defense because they're playing the Cowboys with a potential fourth string quarterback. So and the Steelers are second, probably behind the Colts in the
2: best defense. Yep. Yeah. All <laughs> those reasons I had Steelers this week. Um, their trial and error QB situation, yeah. I, especially against the Steelers of all teams. Yeah. Yikes! No. Yikes. Um, and the kicker I went Tyler Bass this week for, for G- Miami uh, Buffalo Buffalo game.
1: oh no I think Fairbass fair well. okay Tyler Bass
2: yeah Tyler Bass um, I've never been fishing so I figured I might as well pick out a winning bass <laughs> there you go so that's, that's my logic there it's a good start I wanted to go John Brown this week but I found out that he is not the number one kicker <laughs> over there it is actually <laughs> Josh Lambeau and he was hurt when we actually saw John yeah. Brown but he's still he's still in the practice squad, so if Josh Lambeau goes down again, Let's go with John Brown. We'll have John Brown in the lineup. John Brown. I feel
1: like there's so many John Browns in the
2: lineup. Uh, there's probably so many John Browns <laughs> <I> in the <laughs> world. world. <laughs>
1: John Brown. Uh so that does it for our lineups. Now there are now two booms and two busts. Uh, I'll do my first two booms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Chase Edmonds it's the Dolphins. I don't think Kenyon Drake's gonna or he shouldn't play. Uh, Chase Edmonds. When he, when he plays, he produces. He's a good uh, uh, yards-per-carry guy, and Kyle likes him. He's a kind of a dual threat in receiving and running. So I like that matchup. And then I'm going to go with a guy that might have a little chip on his shoulder, Will Fuller. He had no idea where he was going to play this week. Uh, and he, he's his talent is unbelievable. He's had a touchdown, I think, the last like five games. Mm-hmm. but And they're playing the Jaguars. I think Deshaun is going to have a good game. And I think Will Fuller is going to have a good game. And kind of prove that, that he's... He's legit in that you were going to need to give up a lot if you wanted to trade me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I see both of those going really well. Um, my two booms. Uh, first one I got, uh, Damian Harris from that's New England. 100, 102 yards last week, run-heavy offense, and the Jets.
1: <laughs> that's always. That's always like just – an oh, argument, yeah, just yes. a
2: really—if you have a matchup against the Jets' a skills position that's been like okay, yeah. they're gonna do even better against yeah. the Jets.
1: I'm gonna apologize to Brett Wood real quick. He, he commented on an Instagram post saying why we hate on the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Uh, yeah, I—it's nothing personal. They just—they uh, suck. Yeah, yeah. I—we don't mean it. We obviously we 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 wish them the best, uh, but you know that. Hopefully, fun. you get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, th- <laughs> this is the reality that yeah. we're living in. Um, and then my second boom. How about it, Nick Foles? Go for How it! How about it, Tennessee's it defense? T- <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee's defense has been horrendous. Media is putting a lot of pressure on Nick Foles. they yep. there, Mitch Trubisky is is work, trying Strong, to work yeah, his yeah. way back in the lineup, and uh, we all know what Foles does under pressure. Yeah. Um. You know what? With that being said, I'm going to change my pick. I got the Bears this week. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change it in the fantasy segment. Okay. I'm gonna change my pick. I'm taking the Bears it. this week. Let's I think go. Bale, uh, the under pressure Nick Foles, is a top three player in the league. Let's go. <laughs> I think he's the best. That's yeah. Right. I think yeah. The best the he's game. the best. Yeah. We're doing that.
1: Uh, tremendous. Uh, <laughs> for my uh two busts, I believe you had a you had him as a bust last week, but the reigning MVP Lamar Jackson, I think he's not. This game is not going to be the game he gets back on track with playing the Colts, which we talked about, best defense in the league. And I expect another mediocre game from Lamar Jackson. Uh, well, I, my, I have two big names in my bus, so Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel Elliott. For pretty much all the reasons why the Steelers, they're a great defensive team, and the Cowboys just can't move the ball. And I feel bad for Zeke because he's one of the most talented guys in the league, not even just at the running back position, uh, but the Cowboys can't they, can't. they can't do anything on offense. Nope. So uh, that's my two
2: busts yeah. Lamar and
1: Ezekiel Elliott.
2: I think this is the first time that we've had the same boom or bust for the week because I also have Zeke.
1: Wow. Um Yeah, we well, never really have comparisons at all. Yeah. Yeah. Th-
2: it's yeah, this is the this is a first for us, but um yeah, it's time to bench or flex Zeke on a week by week matchup basis. You think
1: be- honestly I'm not gonna bench him completely? I, no way you're benching. I, I, no way. I
2: think there's definitely better More options, back yeah, options than Zeke right now.
1: So you have two running backs. You're not going like, to put even at the flex.
2: That's I, I think you have. I think you have to play it by matchup. If you have a good matchup, yeah. like if you're playing a Steelers, I'm uh, flat out not playing him this uh, week.
1: I mean, I don't. I can see where, but I, you you use that to high pick on them. Like I have a hard time unless you have like two st- other stud running backs. Yeah, like two good enough.
2: I would say I I would rather start somebody like Melvin Gordon right now or Todd huh. Gurley before Zeke. Oh.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah.
2: So I mean, if you have, I, it's not that hard to find guys yeah. like that. So I, I don't, I'm not a Zeke believer right now because I'm not a Cowboys believer a Cowboys because the Cowboys bad. have sucked. Yeah. They have been terrible.
1: Second worst team in the league right now. Yep.
2: yep. Uh, yeah, they're not that much better than the Jets either. That's the funny part. <laughs> I, I said that last week. They're not that much better than the Jets.
1: Uh, we 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 shit on the Jets
2: too much. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, rightfully so, though. Rightfully so, uh, they as might well. go 0-16. I remember.
1: I'm a quick, quick. got real quick. I I said there was gonna be an undefeated team in the in the league this year. Or one of my hot takes earlier, uh-huh. which I still might have a chance with the Steelers. But I should have said there might be a yeah, vice versa. Yeah, because I'm i so much more confident in the Jets losing every game than the Steelers winning every.
2: Do the Jets play the Cowboys at any point? Because I wonder, because that's really their only hope to win a game. Hold on, let me let me let me check the schedule real quick. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see.
1: That'd be, you know what is going to be a crazy matchup though is the Chargers and Falcons. I know for sure they play upcoming.
2: Oh my god, that's going to be that. like the most confusing <laughs> game in the world.
1: <laughs> they might you might have the Chargers up twenty nothing, and then the Falcons go go up like thirty to thirty to twenty, and then they just blow it again. It's gonna be back and forth.
2: Alright, you tell me if they have a chance in any of these games.
1: J- the Jets, right? The Jets. Okay. So
2: the Pats on Monday night, the the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, and the Pats again. Ah, no. No. Nope. I mean the maybe the best Pats?
1: opportunity would be the Pats Monday yes. night, I think. Or one or of the two games.
2: Yeah. yeah, if they end up benching Cam Newton. You your only hope is week seventeen is if they end up benching Cam Newton yeah. and they start Jared Stidham, that's your only hope.
1: Yeah, cause I, I'm taking the Dolphins too.
2: Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the the Raiders, the yeah. Rams. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm
1: taking the Browns too. Yeah. Yeah. I no Patriots your only chance, which is crazy to say.
2: Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Sorry, Brett. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean to take take that the extra mile, but um. we yeah, did. We, we yeah. had to. We had to. It was. Yeah. Anywho, uh, my second bust of the week. Um as we digress back into the fantasy <laughs> segment. We've,
1: we've digressed a bit. This yeah, a little bit. It's all right, though.
2: It is what it is. Um, my second bust of the week, Chris Godwin. Interesting. Uh, he's going to be the forgotten man in the offense, I would say, with the, with the addition of AB. There's just not enough footballs to go around. Quick question.
1: So, is he is he healthy?
2: I think he's back this okay. week. I, yeah, because it was only a finger injury. Yeah. And he, like, and, broke his, yeah, yeah. and I think he did it in practice. Okay. So I think that was why the, the scratch happened okay. last week. Um, but yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's supposed to come back this week. Um, my opponent this week, Sonny Pazzello, has him in his lineup, so, so I, I would assume he's playing.
1: Yeah, and that's a big win because me and you are we're right neck and neck right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is we got some big games coming up this week. But yeah, okay. Chris Godwin is gonna be a forgotten man between the two running backs, the uh, AB. Mike um, Evans, Gronk,
1: Gronk's playing well too. Yeah, though.
2: there's just not enough footballs to go around, and on, I think that Chris Godwin is on the cutting room floor as far as skills positions right now because you have to use your running backs, which is
1: crazy because mm-hmm. he went off last year.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like I, it's it, it's an unfortunate situation. To, I think we're going to see a demand of a trade yeah. if this kind of trends in that direction. Okay. Well, it it all depends season.
1: what Antonio Brown's going to be able to A-
2: do. Exactly. Yeah, we got to see how they incorporate uh, A.B. And
1: I, I saw, I was watching my first take this morning, but they were saying like he's he's been training like very well. Yeah, I, I would I mean,
2: imagine so. He was one of the most talented, if not the, you know, the most was, talented wide receiver in the league.
1: Before he went to the Raiders when he was still with the Steelers, he was he was the best in the league for like four consecutive seasons.
2: Yeah, Vontez Perfect kind of. C- CTE. CTE. CTE, yeah, tragic. X.
1: Uh, so that concludes our fantasy football. Mm-hmm. That, that was that was a fun one. Th- that, yeah. that was cool. <laughs> um, now our, our two hot takes. Uh, I'll let you I'll let you start this one. All
2: right. So I think uh, this one is going to come out of left field a little okay. bit. But if the Cowboys somehow find a way to find themselves within reach in the NFC East within the next two or three weeks, they will have no choice but to pursue free agent quarterback. Colin Kaepernick. Did Colin I to say that? That that's like, right. Get him
1: now! What the
2: hell? Jerry Jones, I think, will have to swallow his pride in the name of winning because that's just who he is. Right. And uh, Dalton, Cooper Rush, Gucci Danucci, Garrett Gilbert. I, I, I no, don't, I don't either. see them trying to compete. And yeah. yeah, there, there are some hot takes that we have on this one, but this one definitely has a little bit of sizzle to it. Yeah. So
1: who's I uh, definitely Kaepernick, but who's another like quarterback that they would go after?
2: See, I, yeah, all the quarterbacks that I had them going after were like backups, right? So, I'm trying to.
1: They, well, I mean, they can't trade anyone, but
2: yeah. Hmm.
1: So, Cap uh, Kaepernick's got to be the only option,
2: right? Yeah, we'll do we'll do another another quick one, and you could do your first one, and I'll try to get that answer for you.
1: Um, for my first one might be a little biased, but uh, I don't care. I Adams is the best receiver in the game. I, I've I'd... been. I've been saying this. I
2: could have said that you were going to say that this week. I, <laughs> I
1: we are a fantasy group chat. We have we have it was like six guys, seven guys, maybe in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just every time Devontae gets a nice catch, I'm like, oh, best receiver in the game. And my boy Caden's always like Caden Maynard shout out Caden Maynard <laughs> He's always like, oh no, he's not. Julio's better. DeAndre Hopkins is better. Devontae's the best. I'm a Packers fan, but give me Devontae Adams all day. One of the best route runners in the game. One of the most talented just pure receivers. Love that man.
2: Um. So it looks like that they don't have a current QB.
1: It's gonna be tough to find, anyways. But, yeah. But um, I, li- I like it though, Kaepernick. If if that would be wow, that'd be a yeah. Uh, that'd be a big. Uh, what was what I'm looking for? Just mega feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It would be huge news. Just um, a splash. Like, Make a splash. That's a right. splash. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's huge news. Just on, based on the fact that he hasn't played in four years now. Has it been that long? It, it was. It was uh, three years when he had the workout at this time last year, and then hasn't it been a year since the since the, whole, the workout. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, so other ones right here. Sam, is he Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Oh. Sam Bradford, uh, Cardell Jones, AJ McCarron. Jesus. Gino Smith is on the Seahawks. I know that. Uh, Joe Webb, Kevin Hogan, Brock Osweiler, Josh Rosen. Who's Josh Rosen with? uh, He's on a practice squad right now. Okay. He's on a practice squad with. Oh, with the Bucks.
1: That's who it was. Yeah. So they. Yeah. Yep. That man has fell off big time.
2: Yeah. Um, Who was big on? Oh, it was it was Max Lee that was big on Josh Rosen. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chosen Rosen. Chosen (laughs) Rosen. How did that work out for you? Yikes. Um, but, all right, so digress back into yeah, my second hot second take. Um, if James Wiseman falls further than pick two, Steven Silas and the Rockets will push all their chips in the table that aren't named uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook to go get James Wiseman. And this will kind of serve as the Rockets' last stand because they have to make a move. They got to make a move, and they got to do it soon. Right. Because they that
1: change their whole philosophy, too.
2: Because what's going to end up happening is James Harden's going to end up going to the Sixers, Russell Westbrook is going to request a trade as soon as he leaves, mm-hmm. and you're going to be left with nothing. Yeah, so it,
1: it's been long enough too.
2: Yeah, they they've been on the brink every year and just yeah. can't get over the hump. And I think I I honestly think if they would have kept Clint Capella, I, they would have had a they lot bigger hopes. Yeah. But he was
1: great for them. He literally caught alley hoops oops, screens, and rebounded for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. That made their team so much worse.
1: Yeah. So I, I still I think we both want to go the Warriors. Yes, Warriors I, is best case scenario yeah. for James Wiseman. That but. would be I, I could see that.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, for my second, uh, so my, my hot takes were a little biased. I, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but uh, the Red Sox are gonna make the playoffs this year. <laughs> I was just I was wow, sway. I was so hyped that Corrs back just just like just made me feel so good because I was like let's go because he's obviously won the World Series in his first first year. You got it! you gotta, they gotta get some more
2: pitching. Oh my god, I, well, they, Chris, need a, they need a little bit of everything. Chris honestly.
1: Dale's will be back, so hopefully, he can stay healthy. Who knows what we're gonna do with Vivaldi? Eduardo Rodriguez is still dealing with health issues. That poor guy with COVID. Uh, off, the offense is still good. I'm taking the offense. Rafael Devers is the man, Xander's the man. JD's still there. Alex Vertigo is playing very well. I was excited to see that because they gave him in the Mookie deal, which. It's mm-hmm. beside the point, um, but I, I'm gonna go a little biased. But the Red Sox are gonna make the playoffs next year in a tough digit division with the Yankees and right.
2: Rays. Yep. Um. Yeah. That. That. Oh, dude. I mm, very hot take. That's yeah. another one. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. do
1: that. I said it was biased, but
2: yeah, hot take. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. I have a Red Sox move. It's not a pitcher though, which I, <gasps> I, I. My bad. But I think you're still gonna like the move that okay. I have in our in our um ranking segment. Okay. But um, before that, we have to get to embrace the debate. Yes, sir, uh, the MLB finalists came out this week for uh, Cy Young, Manager of the Year, MVPs in both leagues, and we're kind gonna break down our picks and give reasons why these finalists should move ahead and win the awards. Um, do you want to start with the managers? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Yeah. So we'll do we'll do managers first.
1: because yeah, that's kind of like the least, I would say,
2: prestigious. Yeah.
1: So let's go. Yeah, let's go with that.
2: Yeah, uh, the least prestigious. So in the AL, um, our candidates had um, what were our candidates that we had here? It was Kevin Cash, the Blue Jays manager. I forget his name.
1: Charlie Mon- Oh, Montoya, 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 yep.
2: Montoya and um, Rick Renteria. Oh yeah, and Rick Renteria, Renteria who is no longer there. Um, oh right,
1: that's like the deal with uh, Dwayne Casey when he got fired. Yeah, and but one but Coach still of the year. won it. So I, I actually hope I hope Rick Reiser I don't have him as mine. i am just say that, but I hope he wins it.
2: Yeah, I that would be funny. Yeah. Um, did he get fired or did he retire? Because he's I know he's up there in age. He was up there with Ron Ga- Gardenhire as the oldest manager in the league.
1: I don't know. I just but I did see that the White Sox Twitter was having a little fun with it now that, that, mm-hmm. that he just got nominated. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Yeah.
2: Um, but my pick for to win this position, I I think this one's a little obvious uh, i think it has to be kevin cash yeah uh number one team in the al making a world series appearance with the roster that he had having practically no offense until rosarena got hot i think you gotta give it to him
1: yeah i i have kevin cash as well although i'm still disappointed with him taking out snell in oh yeah six
2: yeah it, that decision alone if it was taken into account with this award yeah. i think that would lose i would give it to renteria yeah. just off of principle
1: yeah but but you can't he had, they had a great regular season, and they made the World Series. Mm-hmm. Kevin Cash is my pick for AL manager as well.
2: And for the NL, we had uh, Jace Tingler, Don Mattingly, and who was the last David one? David Ross. David Ross, that's right. Um, I went Don Mattingly. I, I don't want to take away what Jace Tingler did in San Diego. They were the most electric team in the league all year.
0: 100%, yep.
2: But just think about what uh, Don Mattingly encountered this year between the the COVID explosion, having to put together, I don't know, I don't know how many different lineups, but week to week and um, having what people assume to be the worst roster in the league going into the season or one of the, if not that. um, And then they they won a playoff series after all of that. So I think you have to, I think you have to give it to Don. Yeah.
1: I have Don Manley as well, and I'm not even going to go into detail because you just said it, but, they, but the Marlins made the playoffs. Yeah. And they won a series. Yeah, So I need to say, the Marlins.
2: Yeah, I I don't even know what to expect going for, for next year? Se- oh season. My oh God, my God, they
1: might be go back to one of the worst teams though. Yeah. They, was, it was such a small sample size, Yeah, like 60 I, games, but.
2: I don't know, I don't. I just don't know. I think either they're going to continue to get better because they are pretty young.
1: Yeah, true.
2: So I theory they're going to get better, or they're going to be on the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And there's going to be really not much yeah. in between. <laughs> but um, moving on into the Cy Young picks. Sounds good. I would imagine that we have the same AL Cy Young as do most people. I think he should win this unanimously. Yeah. Unanimous,
1: unanimously. Yeah, you it. say the word. You name it. Um, right. Shane, uh, we're t- Shane Bieber,
2: Shane I mean, Bieber, triple
1: crown in pitching. You, like, I don't really.
2: Myself. Yeah, I don't really think we need to say much more than that. We can kind of graze over that. Like, yep. we we have an understanding. You no know, debate there. Yeah, uh, we might have some debate I, here. I, though
1: I'm gonna guess that you have you Darvish. I don't. You
2: I've do I flipped. I flipped multiple times. Really? Because he I has. I know you
1: talked about him earlier. in an Earlier episode.
2: Yeah, I have. I'll. Trevor Bauer, uh, Tim Anderson, and Aaron Judge are my three favorite players in the league. Mm-hmm. I gave Trevor Bauer this one. I flipped back and forth, I think, three times. I literally had it in my notes on why Yu Darvish would win because of his record and his wins above replacement and all that and how the Cubs were just an overall better team on the yeah. season. But thinking about it now, I what made me switch was um, he had more strikeouts and Darvish had more games pitched than oh, Bauer. About, yeah. Bauer. He had more. He had more strikeouts than Darvish on more games pitch. He had a lower ERA, and all of uh, all eleven of his starts were quality starts, only giving up more than three runs once, and that number was four. And he still went six and a third. Not to mention that he carried that team to the wild card. There's there were really no other bright spots. On I mean, you could say Luis Castillo here yeah. and there, and Joey Votto had his moments because he's, uh, he's Joey Votto. Of, yep. But that roster didn't really jump have. Out of here, yeah. Playoff aspirations, so I think Trevor Bauer served as the one bright spot, and I think in a worse situation, I think you have to give this award to Trevor Bauer.
1: Yeah, so I I'm just to say I have Trevor Bauer as well. Mm. I thought you were gonna go with you Darvish. I
2: yeah, I went back. Uh, I literally had you Darvish, Darvish written in here twice, and yeah. I and I flipped.
1: It. I, I'm gonna, I had you Darvish as well, and then I kind of looked more at the stats and what what kind of flew me over the edge. I'd say. Was I saw that? So I saw that had he was eight and three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer was five and four. I was like, "Well, wow!" But then you can't really take that, like you know, De, like Degrom won back to back Cy Youngs with not a very good winning record.
2: Yeah. See, my thing was that even though his record was better, Bauer had a lot of in like um, no decisions. Too. Yeah.
1: Well, and also Bauer had less earned runs. Udaris had seventeen earned runs, and Trevor Bauer had fourteen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he just like he, you know, he, he less, dominated all season. Exactly, um,
1: and he had so much swag, which I know you love.
2: Yes, I love like like I said, Tim Anderson, Trevor Bauer, uh, Aaron Judge isn't really like that, but he's he's, not, he's my favorite player on the Yankees right. just because he, as soon as he came on in the scene and he I saw like, the six seven two eighty yeah. guy, I was like, I like Look that me, guy. Yeah. But Tim Anderson, Trevor Bauer are the most fiery guys I yeah. would say in the league next to um, oh my god, the the reliever on the on the Reds. What is his name? Oh, the guy that tried to fight the whole yes. pirates?
1: I'm not gonna know his name. God, I forget but I his exactly name. I know exactly. Yes,
2: about. you you guys probably know yeah. what I'm talking about too. Damn it!
1: He like ran after the whole pirates. Organization. Yeah,
2: um, I follow him on Instagram too. Why is his name escaping me right now? Sorry, I'm, I'm having sorry. so many brain. Sorry, sorry. sorry I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, but well,
1: also what I'm gonna say about Trevor Bauer is if you haven't seen it already the video that he put against he dissed like Ronald Acuna Jr. How it was, uh he struck Trevor Bauer struck out someone. And then it showed like this cool edit, and it was like to the song "I'm
2: Coming Home." Yeah,
1: because <laughs> the because the Braves were going home. Yeah, or no, it, was, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was it was I watched it like ten times because it was so good.
2: Yeah, I love Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I think he's probably the best personality. In there. I used to not like him, but he's grown on me. Yeah, no, he's I didn't I didn't really like think much of him going into the season, yeah. but as he's kind of. Took in shots at Rob Manfred. Because he he, he he gives
1: he does whatever he thinks is right. He yeah. says
2: it. Yep. And uh, he started doing the McGregor walk every other day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And the, the yelling uh, after every strikeout, yeah. just the, yeah! yeah, every time. I love nice. it. That's, I love electric. It. If, if you
1: were to explain Max's favorite player, or like the type of player, it would, it would be Gerber yep. Bauer. Yep. 100%. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. AL on I, I was hoping we could maybe go back, but... Yeah, I... Mean, you, I
2: about our, we might on an NL MVP. Though. Okay, we might. All right, so go. Ahead. Who's
1: yours? NL MVP. I got Mookie. Okay,
2: good. I have someone All right, yeah, I have Mookie. Uh, the Dodgers couldn't get over the hump over however many years. What, what was it like? They had World Series aspirations in like five or six years consecutively, and yeah. then they hadn't won a World Series since '88. Yeah. And Mookie Best was really the the solution to that equation that really brought that whole team together, and and that's really value by definition. So, he did it in all facets of the game, too. He had 292, 13 home runs, which is only three less than, I'm assuming, who you have in Freddie Freeman. I
0: do.
2: um, Ten stolen bases, and took home a gold glove in the process. So, I think, as far as five-tool player goes, Mookie Betts embodied that this year. And I think he's he's in line to get his second MVP. Yeah.
1: No, I... I... um you can't go wrong with Mookie. He's probably the second best overall player in the be You could even say he's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, myself, and Gold Glove is a big factor in kind of the argument, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But I want Freddie Freeman, who is, I mean, because again, MVP is kind of more of a regular season. Mm-hmm. That's why I would say I, I, I was more inclined. Like, Fred, Mookie's a better player than Freddie Freeman. But in terms of, like, regular season, like, that's why Giannis won it over LeBron in terms of, that NBA MVP. Mm-hmm. I think Freddie Freeman had a better regular season. He was third in batting average. At, he had 341, which was much better than Mookie's. He had 13 home runs. Which, I think you said Mookie had 16 mm-hmm. home runs. Yeah. But but then, uh, so he was third, and then Freddie Freeman was third in RBIs. Oh, other way around, other way around. Other way around, my bad. Yeah,
2: three three less than Freeman.
1: Yeah, exactly, yep. But And Freddie Freeman was also fourth in hits. Mm-hmm. And he's a very good defender as well. I know he didn't win a gold glove, but he's a very good defender. So I think stats-wise in the regular season... That's why I was more inclined to pick Freddie Freeman than Mookie.
2: Yeah, I just because yeah, it is a regular season award. You are right in that regard, but I just the narrative and the value that he brings to the table, I think, trumps everything as far as MVP debate yeah. goes. Well, but- Mookie
1: took that team over the edge, like you just said. He yeah. was he's he's more important.
2: Yeah. I, for that team. But I guess more of those points kind of stand during the postseason. Yeah. So it would make sense if Freddie Freeman got it. And I'm not going to be mad if he does because yeah. he had a great season. Right. But I just think movie bets as far as five-tool player yeah. goes, he embodied all that during the regular season and the playoffs. Yeah. He got if, everyone free tacos. If it was
1: – I can't go wrong with that. <laughs> uh, but if, if – it, say it was a whole year like you include – 60 games and the postseason. Mm-hmm. I would say Mookie, but again, the regular season. I'm I'm getting to Freddie Freeman.
2: See, and this is something that I never understood. Why do they give the MVP solely to the regular no, season? Give it to the, even though they do. They announce the award after the season is over.
1: Makes no sense.
2: I, yeah, the uh, organization is horrible. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if Rob Manfred does do something right, it would be that. Yeah. I would hope, but
1: again, that's how much. that's how all the other leagues do it too. Yeah, so.
2: which is so odd because like, the playoffs the, are the most important right, part. The whole body of work, might as well, right? Yeah, and if you're not gonna, if you're, I wouldn't be mad if you did a regular season and playoff MVP. Yeah, I guess.
1: I guess for, like, what do you think of the World Series MVP? Like that kind of includes.
2: Just all the games that happened in the World Series, they're yeah. not taking into account because Mookie was the best player for them, or Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller, the yeah. entire playoffs. They
1: the and
2: then they gave the World Series MVP to Corey, Sheeter. which is not. So, yeah, I mean, I, that, I mean yeah. Corey Seager had a great series. Yeah. I talked to him about it last week. Like he he deserved it. Yeah. Like, but he wasn't, best, he wasn't the best. player. He wasn't the best player in the, player in the whole entire postseason. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and then uh, so AL MVP uh, last co- category that we're going to cover. Um, I assume that we're gonna have the same one here. I have DJ LeMahieu. No. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I, okay. I, and I can see where you're coming from. Obviously, literally bad at 364. Mm-hmm. But I, i was, I will with Jose Abreu.
2: See, all right. So DJ was the batting champ and yeah. had one of the best averages that we've ever seen through a 62 game stretch. Yeah. I would think um, he was saving grace for the Yankees season because they they lost so many pieces. It, uh, that were in and out in the lineup throughout so many uh, so many games this year. They and in the Marlins, I think, had the most mixed lineups, like the most yeah. different lineups throughout the regular season. But DJ LeMahieu was always a fixture in here. He was hurt for like a, a week during the season, yeah. but he came back and he wasn't out for very long. And he just he went further into the playoffs than the two other ca- uh, candidates, and Jose Abreu and.
1: Give me a sec, give me a sec, and... Jose Burr. A.L.P. and Jose Ramirez.
2: Oh, yes, Jose Ramirez, thank you. Um, I'm having such bad brain oh, fart today. Holy back. Christ. Um, but, yeah, uh, they, they went for, he went further into the playoffs than the two other candidates while still making an impact throughout the entire season.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you can't. The batting average speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the best. Again, it's only a 60-game season, but still... Do you know, like, any about, like, projecting what he would be in a 162-game season? Um, That'd be kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but nonetheless, you can't argue that. The Mm -hmm. reason I went with Jose Abreu, he was first in RBIs, second in home runs, third in hits. And even, he was 11th in batting average, which is not terrible. So he batted 317 compared to 364, which is, I mean, it's a big gap. DJ he was outstanding in terms of that. Mm -hmm. But he had 19 home runs and 60 RBIs. The 60 RBIs is... Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive.
2: Yeah, I would say if the White Sox were a little... Because they, they had expectations going into the yeah. season. And like, that team itself kind of met below expectations. But Jose Abreu was great. Yeah. But I would say as far as the team, plus the impact on the team's success, yeah. uh, and the yeah. term value, I think you have to give that to DJ LeMahieu.
1: Right. Who do you think is LeMahieu the better player as well? That's what I'd too. Um...
2: To because they're... Ah, it's hard because they're two different players. DJ yeah. LeMayhew is an on-base guy, a, a hit machine. Right. Brave Jose Brave. Abreu, Abreu is gap-to-gap power right. guy who doesn't really do much on the defensive end either. DJ right. LeMayhew serves more as a utility guy. He can play third, second, first, right. wherever you need him to in the infield. Yeah. Um, completely different players. Yeah, they're, they're different players. I, I would give... DJ LeMayhew a little more of an edge just because I I would take consistency and reliability over over star power right, I guess
1: uh, yeah I'm taking he's bats 364 rather than maybe a home run every now and then
2: yeah like because Ho- Jose Abreu like he's had very high highs but like everything in between has kind of been like not even noteworthy
1: right like he had his his rookie year I think when he came from Cuba I believe
2: mm-hmm. he was he had, like, the leader had, like, like, in home, home runs, runs or yeah. the second leader in home runs he, he was off. he was up there
1: and then like he had like two or three years where he was. Nothing really. Yeah. And then he was great this year.
2: Yeah. I, and like I said, the White Sox kind of had expectations. Uh, they added Dallas Keichel, a couple other pitching pieces. They added Yasmani Grandal. But um, so did the
1: Yankees, though. The Yankees were expected to make it to the World Series, I'd say.
2: Well, see, we Especially also. When, we were, when they got Garrett Cole. See, the other thing, the, the thing with that is, though, that they didn't expect to have all the, the pitching injuries that they had. Yeah. Because they had a lot of injuries, but like we lost Severino, um, we lost Paxton. And we kind of had to rely on Jay Happ to get us through games because at that point we only had three real starters. We didn't really uh, give Davey Garcia a chance to develop the way that we wanted him to. Yeah. So we really only had two starters going into...
1: Uh, but I would still say that the Yankees had more
2: of uh, Oh, they definitely had more expectations yeah. than the White Sox. But they, but they, even with the injuries,
1: though. Yeah. Because the White Sox didn't even have any pitching regardless.
2: Yeah. It was more their offense. Well, they have Michael Kopech. They have Dallas yeah. Like Those were guys that kind of... They did well, I yeah. would say. But... Um, yeah, they had – there was well, a lot did of – Michael Culp – did he play in
1: the in the postseason? I thought he was hurt.
2: Was he hurt? He's yeah. always hurt.
1: Because I think they started like a couple of rookies. Yeah.
2: I don't know. But the, like the pitching is there and yeah. they had – they were projected to be like a top three, top four team in the AL, I think, going into the season just based off all the, all the offseason moves yeah, that they I made. I they
1: were too until like the last couple of weeks they
2: fell off. Yep. Yeah, because everyone was really high on them for a really long time. And then yeah. uh, we looked up and they were the seventh seed. Yeah. So, eh, yeah. I don't know. Again, I mean, both these awards,
1: like, I feel like all, like, both MVPs are kind of, like, like I'm not, like, if DJ he wins, I'm like, okay, he, he deserved it. But mm-hmm. also, Jose Abreu deserved it. Same with Mookie and Freddie Freeman. Like, right. they're kind of, there was no real, like, oh, my God, like, this guy needs to win because they were up in
2: the air. hmm Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think DJ Mayhew deserves it, but that might also be kind of come off as bias because I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I would see. I, there's definitely good case, cases for both. I don't. They came out with the gold gloves and silver sluggers already, so I would assume kind of soon, right? that it would be within the next couple of days. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, actually, I can tell you right now. ALMVP is November 12th as well as MVP. Cy Young is November 11th. Perfect, okay. What is Wait wait for? Next week. It's, yeah, but... I guess... I don't know. Interesting. That's so weird. All right. Anywho. And then our okay. ranking segment, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we're, we're sticking with the MLB. That's good. We, we're not talking about the NFL a lot. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we expected to, but yeah. we didn't really talk about uh, the MLB a lot last week. Um, we are kind of running out of topics to run about, uh, talk about uh, as far as the NBA goes, with the exception of when they start the season. Right. So... Um, and like I said in the beginning of the show, we talked about NFL deadline moves that we wanted to see, NFL or NBA offseason yep. moves that we wanted to see. And now we're going to get into our top five, though, yep. offseason moves that we want to see in the MLB. Yep.
1: Awesome. Uh, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have like a lot of big names in mind. Okay. So number five, you right, want to go five to one? Yep. So number five, uh, Chris Bryan will be traded to the Nationals. I went with like big, I, went, I was like, bang, bang. Um, so they have a huge gap without with Rendon leaving last year. Uh-huh. Chris Bryant, he hasn't been the same since his MVP season. He's kind of marred with injuries, but also just hasn't been kind of the same guy he was. Yeah. So I think he might need a new change of scenery. And he's a free agent in 2021, but they might give him like a trade.
2: See... I have a hard time getting on board with that, just because Chris Bryant was a grew up a Cubs fan, mm-hmm. and he has kind of that. That's kind of their... He's not going to want out if yeah. they don't want him, unless they don't want him back. Right. Obviously, that's but, a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, and like, but I did um, see they
1: have a lot of guys that they need to sign, like yeah. Javier Baez. Mm. Um and a couple other guys that like like bigger names. I think Rizzo's another free agent. Yeah.
2: I would say that him, Javi and uh Anthony Rizzo are the foundation oh, of that team. Word, so yeah. I would think that they would try to get them back and kind of replace the outfield yeah. before they tried to get rid of or depart from Chris Bryant. Yeah. But I mean that's a good move for the Nationals yeah. nonetheless, but I just yeah. don't I don't see Chris Bryant having a change of scenery unless yeah. I actually they actually forgot he was a Cubs fan too. So. Yeah, I just I don't see that unless there's some sort of unrest in the front yeah, office. Yeah, falling out of At my number five spot, uh, JT Realmuto is up for a contract this offseason. He's a potential free agent. I got him going to the Rays.
1: Oh, I like that. Um, they, they need another. Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. Mike Zanino is up for contract. Uh, JT Realmuto is top three catcher in the league, and they have a lot of pitchers. He
1: might be the best. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's, he's definitely up there for sure. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, well-rounded, he might be. Yeah, I would yeah. say he's probably the best. But um, the Rays have a lot of pitching, and they don't yeah. really have that. Like, Mike Sinino served as a bat and not a defensive catcher. Right. J.T. Realmuto, you have both. Yeah. So you got you got guys that he can connect with right away with Glass, No Snell. Um, a couple of the other young guys that they have, mm-hmm. the bullpen, Nick Anderson, uh, Diego Castillo, and all those guys. Uh, I think that that serves as a really best-case scenario move for JT Realmuto and will be a huge move for the Rays. Yeah,
1: that would be. Uh, my number four, talking talked about him a little earlier, but Justin Turner is going to sign with the Braves. And the reason I'm going to say this is I have another move that the Dodgers are going to make that is going to fill in that third base spot. Okay. But Justin Turner, he's getting old now. He has been a, he's been tremendous for the Dodgers for all his years. Mm-hmm. But I think the Braves. The Braves also need a third baseman because uh, D- uh, Donaldson was big for them, and then he left for the Twins, I believe. Right?
2: Yeah, they have Austin Riley though. Yeah, which is why they let him walk.
1: True. I don't know. I saw because because I was did a little research with this because I wasn't kind of mm-hmm. like, NBA, NFL, and, and it'll be a kind of like, like by three. Mm-hmm. But I don't know much like a crazy amount as the be compared to the other ones. Mm-hmm. But I, this is a move that I saw, and I was like, I kind of like that. Just to turn to the, like, I like the move to the Braves. I don't
2: know. Well see, all right. This is where that move could work out because if the National League keeps the D H Good point. That would serve as a really good move for them yeah. actually. And they could put they can fluctuate between yeah. Austin Riley and um and him at third. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I mean, yeah. 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 If that if that stays in place then absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Good move. Mm-hmm. Um and then at my number four spot, we haven't really had a, a guy that we've wanted to re-sign yet mm. with the team. And uh, speaking of the Braves, Marcelo Zuna is up for contract this right. year. I would like to see him stay put. Yeah, he, that, was, he was great for them. That outfield is really, really good between him, Acuna, and um, Nick Markekis. Yeah, Very good outfield. And that I wouldn't say that that's their core because you still have Freddie Freeman and a um, couple, couple I was, other guys in remember. it.
1: Ozzie, uh, Ozzie
2: Albies. Albies yeah. Ozzie uh, Swanson, Dan's those Boston. guys in the middle.
1: Dan Swanson has been great for them too.
2: Yeah, I think the Braves can be a legitimate threat if they make like another another pitching move. Yeah. And then they but first on the agenda has to be they have to keep Marcelo sellers. Yeah. So I want I, I hope that he stays put. Because yeah. if he does, the Braves could be a legit okay. contender. The
1: Braves yeah, that is, I think they're another like a pitcher probably away because Max Reed was good for that.
2: Max Reed was really good, and Ian Anderson yeah. was was phenomenal as well. So they really need just one more established guy yeah. that they can keep, have a consistent yeah. rotation going. Yeah,
1: keep their offense out of. Yeah, wow, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three, you mentioned him again, but Trevor Bauer to the Angels. The Angels, I think, need another big move. Trevor Bauer is from Northern Hollywood, uh, so maybe that's a little that's a little kind of thing right there. But they just, they need a starter, and I think he'll—they'll bring a little swag that the Angels need because they haven't made the playoffs with Mike Trout in
2: yeah. a, a while. Yeah, you got Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Anthony Rendon—they're not getting any younger. that one Angels downfall has been their pitching, pitching. and Cause, cause,
1: um, I, I can only name Otani as they're like.
2: Yeah, Otani. Pitching. Oh yeah, I Otani forgot about Otani. Otani. Um, and then if you put him with Otani uh, and Joe Madden, right? Um, right. That, that's a recipe for I success want, in itself and
1: I want to see the Angels play I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs
2: like, yeah we on. got we, we can't he's waste Mike Trout.
1: player give me a freaking playoff yeah
2: man. we can't waste Mike Trout that, like we're wasting Odell Beckham yeah. that can't be two of the same yeah um, at my number three spot I have Charlie Morton to the Bronx ooh uh, you have Severino coming off of tavi John this year uh, Paxton's coming off an injury but he's going to be he's going to be fully healthy going in next year we get Domingo Armand mm-hmm. back um and obviously we have Tanaka, but we kind of we're, we're susceptible to injuries, obviously, and we don't have a guy that we want to put out there in a game seven. Yeah. Uh, Severino has been the guy that we've kind of gravitated towards, but we we kind of went away from him. We did uh, James Paxson a couple years ago against the Astros. Yep. We started him game seven, but Charlie Morton is it one of the best, if not the best, big game pitcher in the league, yeah. and that's kind of something that we're missing. And you know Brian Cashman's always willing to shell out any right. amount of money that he can to really make the Yankees a contender. Yeah. So I think Charlie Morton is the best case scenario move for the Yankees in the offseason.
1: Mm. I don't probably see the Rays doing that just because like, like, they like that rotation a bit and that's their strong suit. But that, that, would, that would be a great move for the
2: Yankees. Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and my number two, uh, Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. So he is wanted out for a while. I feel like they—he hasn't like again. They're kind of wasting him. He's—he is one of the best third basemen I've ever seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is defensively is incredible.
1: Like, gold glove in every single year. I think he's been in the league eight or nine years. Gold glove every single year. He's incredible. That, that's that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So he, he is for sure the best defensive third baseman, and he's a pretty damn good hitter as well. So I think I think a move to the Cardinals and change of scenery uh, for him will, will, do, will do him well
2: yeah I ah, that slipped my mind because I, I knew there was two guys that I wanted to put in this list that I knew were going to be requesting tor- trades, or we were going to be trade circulating about them in the, in the media for a little bit, and he was one of them, and then obviously most of you know the other one that I'm not going to spoil it yet, but ah, I forgot to put him in the list yeah. honestly.
1: But, I, I like him too, so I want him to go somewhere else.:
2: Yeah I was looking at more free agents than I was trades. yeah, but yeah, I my bad. My bad. But um at my number two spot I got George Springer to either the Padres or the Ooh. Red Sox.
1: Oh, let's go. Give me
2: Yukon boy. Yeah, that's what I, I think that he'll want to be more of a hometown body yeah, I, I at some point in time. That. Uh I'm sure that anybody that's up for contracts in the Astros probably wants to get the hell out. Yeah. Just because they don't want the bad publicity. They don't want to be tied to that organization anymore. And George Springer is a UConn product, right, so sir. it wouldn't surprise me. If um, he went to the Red Sox But also if he wanted to go to a contender he's And the Padres, and, right? And, yep cool. He would, he would um, make the Padres so much more well-rounded As far as offensively goes Because their really only notable outfielder I want to say is Trent Grisham
1: Yeah, Wait, Will Myers too Oh, Will Myers he's, I he's, thought he, he was it. first I think they move him around a little yeah, bit Yeah, they too.
2: move him around um, I know he was playing outfield at yeah. one point in time. I would
1: because like, to the Padres, he' would make experience experienced yes and, and if he's he' like the only guy I like on the Astros
2: yes, i I never had anything against um George Springer yeah. as far as that Astros channel goes uh, like I said, Yukon product very likable guy. He wasn't really outspoken as as a part of the scandal. so I assume yeah. that he agrees with the rest of us and was like that was that was the most messed yeah. up thing they could have done.
1: but to the Red Sox, oh my God, I love that kid because. That outfield would
2: be, what, Martinez, Verdugo, and him?
1: Yeah, well, Martinez is not. Oh, Jackie, uh, Jackie Bradley. I Jackie think Bradley. he might be going. I mean, defensively, though, if they keep if they keep Bradley, Verdugo, because they would have to give rid of probably Benintendi if they're going to get Springer. Oh, I forgot about Benintendi. Yeah, because he, he was out pretty much all this year. Yeah. But I, I'm okay with I mean, I was always a fan of Benintendi, but he has not been the player that like, – because he was the fifth overall pick that we took him at. Yeah. I mean, I still I, I don't want him to get, go away, but if that means to get Springer in order to get rid of him – all
2: for it. I got into a couple Twitter beefs a couple of years ago about Benintendi because uh, this was when Judge first got onto the scene too, right, and he had his runs, yeah, and yeah. everyone wanted to fight me yeah. as far as me saying that Aaron Judge is better than Benintendi. Yeah. Um, who's laughing now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I wish Benintendi was a little better, so. <laughs> but he, he was good in our in our World Series run, so we yeah. all him. games. Mm-hmm. Um, am I number one, Francisco Lindor? I hope this doesn't happen, but to the Dodgers. So I saw again. I looked this up. They said so they move him to short and they move Seager to third. That's why Justin Turner will be out, and he moves to the Dodgers. The Dodgers have so much money. Might as well give him. I don't even know if that's possible because of the deal they gave to Mookie and they're gonna to have to pay Cody Bellinger. But I again, I looked it up and I saw they were they were a the favorite to get Lindor. I was like, how is that possible? But imagine that. Imagine him with the Dodgers.
2: That. <laughs> A super team. That's a super. We we don't in, see in, super teams in, in the MLB like that either. So that it, oof. I I, mean, yeah. I don't think that
1: would happen. I don't think. Yeah, we no don't way. need
2: a Warriors in the MLB. We like yeah. the, We like the the Thanos balance. Yeah. Perfectly should be. <laughs> um. I also have Lindor in my number one spot, but I have him going to a much more of a potential powerhouse instead of an already established powerhouse. I am going to New York the and the Mets. Ooh the The Mets are kind of missing a shortstop. They have uh, Ahmed Rosario, I think, um, or yeah, was it Ahmed Rosario or Nick Ahmed? Mm, I'm not sure. Oh, Nick Ahmed is, is Diamondback, Diamondbacks, so I think it's Ahmed Rosario. Um, I like that. But yeah, they they kind of had a, have a hole there. Um, they have Pete Alonso, uh, and then they get all their their pitching staff back and Degrom, Stroman, right. and Syndergaard, yep. um, and their their bats. The, Come around every now and again. Yeah. Um. They they got hot at the end of the 2019 season, and they have most of the same guys. And I would think that that would serve as a uh, Lindor would serve as a leader role and kind of a catalyst. Yeah. So I think in order for the Mets to ascend, they have to go get out, uh, go out and get someone like Francisco Lindor.
1: I would much rather see that in the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And that that would, I looked at a lot. He's still young too. He's like 26, I think. Yeah, he's young. And he's he's a freak. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was good. We'll be talking a little about MLB. I like to see that a lot. And then we got, what
2: we got. Next? We're sticking with the baseball team. Oh, theme. True. Uh, I forgot we we're doing that. Yeah. yeah. Top five players to watch going into next year at the conclusion of the MLB season. Mm-hmm. I'll um, start this
1: one off. All right, the, I think you did the last one. hmm Uh, my number five, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Young guy. He could have he been One MVP this year as well Like he was Up there with Freddie Freeman For the Braves Yeah uh, And he's also he's, he's an animal He hits for He's a 5 tool guy uh, And he's he's like Must watch TV Like mm-hmm. you look at him And he's an animal He's always like Going crazy on the bench too Yeah So uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Has been number 5
2: I also have Acuna At number 5 For all the reasons That you said But I kind of have A a designated Number five, too, is more of a, of a joke, but uh, Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve, <laughs> uh, not for the reasons that you think, uh, only for the sole purpose that we're going to have fans next year, and I hope that one of those, uh, whether it's full capacity or uh like quarter capacity, we're going to have fans, I assume, in some way, shape, or form. And I, I we always love the MLB fans that go the extra mile and throw in the beers and everything, um. So I I think that they're they're gonna let Correa and Jose Altuve have it, and I'm all in on it. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, my number four, I got uh one of my favorite guys in MLB, but Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, he's him and another guy I'm gonna say are probably the future of MLB coming up. He's again he's must watch TV. He's the most exciting player in baseball, and he's. Very good at baseball. Um, so Fernando Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr. My number four, and I actually went to a Padres game. I was when I was in San Diego. He had a walk, he had a leadoff home run. I fell in love with him immediately.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, understandably so. He's electric. Yeah, he's electric. He he might be the face of the league moving forward. Definitely. It's probably too early to call him out, but yeah. he definitely has the star potential. Mm-hmm. At my number four spot, I got one of my favorite players, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is always going to be under a microscope in the Bronx. He's going to be the face of the Bronx as long as he's there, I'm I'm assuming. Um, and just the fact that we kind of see two versions of Aaron Judge every year. Every year. Every year where the he either gets really strikeout heavy or he is just on fire or is hurt. Yeah. So yeah, right. um, it's three, yeah, three. Yeah, so really three. But we mm-hmm. we as Yankee fans are dying for a World Series. And <laughs> you guys need one yeah, so bad. We yeah, are dying it for one.
1: <laughs> um, I I, 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 mean, I gotta say that's
2: what's yeah. Understandable, understandable, but I yeah no <laughs> no, um but yeah it's just he's gonna be under a microscope. He's gonna have to deliver at some point, and he's gonna have to lead the charge for a championship run. Him and Garrett Cole are gonna be the two guys that we're gonna look to to really to really take us to the promise yeah. land.
1: How old is Cole?
2: Cole is like, he's been signed for like thirteen years, but. Is he? 12. He's. I feel like he's somewhere between like he's, twenty-eight he, and thirty-one.
1: I feel like he's thirty. I think he's right in thirty. That's fact what. Check. Yeah, that's what so we have. I'm going to fact check that. I'm going to go to my number three, Juan Soto. He had. He batted like three fifty-one this year. He's like 20, 21 years old. Another young guy. Like, come on. Like, he's another guy. Like, my three I already listed must watch TV. He already won. He won a World Series with the Nationals already. He was 19 years old, or maybe just turned 20. But he's he again. He's turning into him and Tatis Jr. I believe are like the future, along with Acuna, the future of the MLB.
2: Yeah. See, I left Juan Soto off my list because I don't really think that they're contenders without Rondon. Yeah. I might be jumping the gun a little bit on that because we said the same thing as Bryce Harper left, and they still delivered. I love Dave Martinez. I love Juan Soto. I love Max Scherzer. But that team itself is very yeah. like it. It's right, well, they got teary. their World
1: Series now. They might go downhill. I, yeah. I I can see that. Yeah. But I think like he's he's
2: legit. Yeah. No. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. Um. At my number three spot, I have Walker Buehler. Interesting. Uh, Walker Buehler has taken over the ace role in the Los Angeles system, oh, okay. seemingly, and that's going to be a lot of pressure, especially being the World Series champs, mm-hmm. um, having all the expectations that he does. He's He's been phenomenal in the playoffs yeah. for the last two, two or three, two or three years.
1: I want to say three years.
2: Yeah, but he's he's been phenomenal, and it, yeah. it he kind of came out of nowhere. He was somebody that we weren't really like super excited about when yeah. he made his debut, and he's kind of pitched his way into being one of the top pitchers I, I, in the league.
1: Yeah, I remember like not even hearing from him, and then like within one year, I was like, this guy's a star.
2: Yeah, I I was introduced to him in the I want to say 2018 Milwaukee series. Okay. And he dominated the yeah. Brewers. No, he blew everything by him. His stuff is amazing. His yeah. his motion is so explosive. And yeah. he's just really fun to watch. Yeah, no, he's very good.
1: Uh, My number two, I went I with three young guys. My number two are kind of, my one and two approving guys, Mookie Betts. Again, he's one of the best players I will be. Still mad, he's... I'm not a big fan of him anymore because he's not a Red Sox. But he's a he's a great guy himself. But he's even a better baseball player. Um, and he's again he's you got to watch him play. He's a 5 2 player. He's you saw in the postseason. He's robbing home runs. He's hitting home runs. He's stealing bases. Does it all. So Mookie Betts, my number two.
2: Um. Well, I just talked about somebody that came onto the scene for me in the postseason, and this guy definitely came onto everyone's scene in the postseason, I'm sure, because we struggled figuring out his name for a couple of weeks, and then we knew it immediately, Randy Rosarena. Randy Rosarena had one of the greatest playoff runs, if not the greatest playoff runs, as a hitter in postseason history. How many home runs did he get? Ten. Yeah. Ten. Postseason. Which is nuts. Yeah. That was, uh, who was the home run leader we had this year, 23 in 62 games?
1: No, it was. Well, it was your boy Luke? Fult- uh, boy Luke Boy with 26. twenty six. Did he? Have, no, I don't think he had that.
2: I think he was in. Tw- he was in the twenty. All right. Well, uh, I'll,
1: I'll all fact check. Right, all right. I'll yeah. Um. Twenty two. I got
2: actually had it. Twenty
1: two. Twenty
2: two. Yeah. So if he has ten in the postseason and what like twenty five games, twenty four, something like that. Seems, yeah. Yeah. Something in that realm. The yeah, the his ceiling insane, is yeah. insane, mm-hmm. and he's. He, he he's came, electric.
1: Literally came onto the scene in the and I po- was a pretty star.
2: Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be anything. The Cardinals got rid of him in a nothing deal a couple yeah. of years ago, and he he we didn't know that this was in the ducks for him at yeah. all. And so, especially the Rays coming off a World Series um, appearance, and that really being their guy on offense. Yeah, I think he's going to be another one that's under the microscope as well, and we're going to be expecting him to, to live up to that postseason hype.
1: Yeah. Now he grew. Up- In front of our eyes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number one, uh, still best player in baseball, Mike Trout. I really hope he can make the playoffs so we can all see him in a national spotlight. Because I haven't seen an Angels game in a while. I just see him on highlights everywhere, doing hitting bombs, driving home runs. He's you could honestly say he's one of the best players like ever in history, just talent alone. Mm -hmm. But you can't really give him like, like the goat title until he does something in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. No, but, I agree, totally agree. But Mike Trout himself, I even mean, you have to watch him. He's one of the best. Uh, so Mike Trout, Mike Trout takes my number
2: one spot. Um, in my number one spot, I kind of went a different direction because obviously Mike Trout is still the best player in the league, but we don't know what they're going to be like exactly. for a contention standpoint. Exactly. My number one, Fernando Tatis. Can't I can't argue that. He's one of the most electric, if not the most electric player in the league. The Padres are going to be looking to be contenders for years to come mm-hmm. with um, him and Machado running the show. Um, and he showed this year that he has MVP potential and he has face of the league potential.
1: I, yeah, early on, he was he was MVP favorite. I know it was early in the year, but
2: yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I think I think he's only going to come out next year with more vengeance, more more fire. And I know that playoff loss for him is going to sting. As with Manny Machado, yeah. I hate Manny Machado those, yeah. but want Yeah, he was good this year. Yeah, um, I want to see Tatis really be that face of the league that we all think that he could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh,
1: and then our last segment, uh, again, one of our fun things, uh, two weird things we've seen uh, this week. Just uh, cool kind of way to end it. We, I know we talked about earlier, like, we need a cool way to end it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what we came up with. Uh, so you, you go. <laughs>
2: Um, My first weird thing that I've come across this week is um, Oregon really uh, uh, (laughs) running on thin ice over there, uh, legalizing recreational drugs, including LSD, cocaine and heroin. So you're going to have the streets of Oregon just gone and just a bunch of zombies or or people trying to run through walls. So, I mean, good luck. And I, I told you at the beginning of the show, um, whenever something like this, like, it's one thing with weed, but, like, something like this circulates, and it, it actually went through. They passed the law. It reminds me of the Family Guy episode where the United States made weed legal, and everyone was gone. The news reporters, the streets were all walking like zombies. Yeah. And I would imagine that it would be a lot like what Oregon is now. I don't even know
1: how they were able to do that.
2: Yeah, that, mm, yikes. I... I we're going to see a lot of, you guys are probably going to see a lot of new phases out in Oregon because the, there were probably a lot of, a lot of uh, neck scratchers yeah. wanting, to, yeah. wanting to be free.
1: Uh, for my, for my, one of my ones, uh, I saw this on Instagram, but Bo Jackson said that if he played in today's era, he would average around 350 to 400 yards a game. <laughs> no one's denying Bo Jackson. He's, he's, you have a picture of him right here. Ah, uh, but, come on. That's insane. 350 yards in one game? Like, easy there, Bo. Yeah, easy.
2: um, I don't, like, Bo is a specimen, don't get me wrong, yeah. but... That's, that's like, I, if, godlike. Yeah, if Derrick Henry's not doing that, yeah. I don't think he yeah. would be. I love you, Bo. I think you're one of the best, or the one of my most favorite athletes of all time, just yeah. as far as, like, what he brought to the table yeah. as being a dual threat in both sports, but...
1: We're taking dual threats to the whole new level. Not even yeah. two sports.
2: Yeah, that, yeah. Come hmm. on,
1: three that, stats
2: Yeah, that's. I does he mean from scrimmage? Because if it he had means for... I, I hope he meant for scrimmage. Because at better. least that would be a little more realistic. Yeah, but it's still not. Yeah. yeah, within the realm of possibilities. Yikes. Um, and so my second random thing that I saw this week, um, CNN had a special guest today. Um, and it was nobody that you think it was. It was nobody that I thought it was going to be. Um, it was the hub. Uh, the hub made a little bit of an appearance on on CNN for some reason. Some horny bastard was using the corporate computer to to really uh, get it in, so to speak. Um, how how you do that in the first place is beyond me, but how you don't have within your mind to get that off of the screen and to get that cleared, yeah. Like I don't I don't know what's going on. We've seen a lot of There's a lot awesome. of a lot of hub type <laughs> yeah. scandals. We had the what was it the Microsoft guy that was was getting one in in, in a Zoom call uh, or yeah. who the hell was it that guy? It was somebody important. Um, know. you guys know who it is. Look it up. The hub, um, but yeah, the, the hub is really uh, is really making a presence in 2020, and uh, nobody's surprised.
1: Nice. <laughs> that was I saw that video today. Actually, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, for my two and in our, in our last one, uh, this, I just found this out a couple of minutes before we even started filming. I didn't even know Robert Kraft didn't own like it wasn't mac and cheese like that wasn't his thing. I always thought it was, but apparently it's not. He was like Kraft Group, which was like paper stuff. Now, I could be wrong, and I, but I looked it up in Google several different times and found different sources that said he had nothing to do with like the Kraft Mac and Cheese. <laughs> I was shook.
2: I don't know why those two things never clicked for me, but now that I think about it, why didn't I yeah. know that? But, hmm, I Can I love know? Kraft Mac and Cheese, by the way, great We're, product. Oh, I, I really <laughs> love it.
1: Uh, yeah cuz like it says craft group a diversified holding company with assets in paper and packaging sports
2: so so uh, maybe Thunder Mifflin?
1: Yeah, maybe he's Michael Scott. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fair uh, enough. Yeah, or 6.6 6 billion dollars, I don't know.
2: Yeah, or or he has an in with uh Jan
1: <laughs> Jenner & Corporate. <is laughs> God, love the office.
2: Uh, but yeah, I'd never put that together. Yeah. And I, I, now I, I, that you say that out loud, that's yeah. very weird. That yeah. that's not. Then what I is it? I just assumed.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. It, hmm. I, I was, I was. We, well, I think we used uh, sus a lot today, but I was, I was a little sus and I was a little, I was a little confused with
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It was weird. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting developments that we are we are coming across.
1: Yeah, I know. We we kind of went a like a different. Pla- uh, platforms we uh, were all over the place yeah today. we
2: were Yeah, we were all over the road yeah. today to say the least yeah. but um, that's our show uh, well. we hope you guys enjoyed and we're going to be producing episodes every week so uh, keep in touch with us on social media take pod on uh, both uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, we're going to be more active on those or at least we're going to try to be
1: for
2: sure uh, follow us on YouTube take pod as well and um, yeah we'll catch you guys next week have a good one